That's right, episode number 98, Trip to the Crappy Movie Diaper, to talk about Netflix's murder mystery from 2019, and here is a man who is never <laughs> committed a murder, because he's never gone to a war. Here he is, the great Akiva Winokur. <laughs> Akiva, how are you? Whoa. Yeah, I would say I, that's one good thing. Like, I rarely get questions for things like that, because it's like... Where were you at, um, you know, you know, on July 7th at 2.30 p.m.? Yeah. I, just, like, check my Google history. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't erase my, like, you, you, could, you could see where I was. It was probably on Twitter. Yeah. Nobody thinks that you are putting together a murder. A lot of effort, I feel like. There's a lot of Premeditated, yeah. for sure. Yeah. A lot of, like, cleanup, I would imagine, involved Ooh, that with the murder. Ooh, that sounds awful. Now... You're really talking me out of the murder scene. <laughs> right. Clean right. Up. You have to think of every little detail of like, okay, now I got to like uh, scrub down the room. What do I do with the body? You know, that if people are wondering if you can tie your shoes, if you can make a sandwich, you're not getting away with a murder scot-free. But wouldn't, wouldn't that make me like the perfect person to do it then? Like no one's going to question Nobody's me. suspect you. Yes. Yeah. Why do they call it scot-free? That's a good question. Um, hmm. I'm, I'm going to guess, uh, Scott Peterson didn't get free. Oh, it's not a Scott true. Peterson reference, right? No. Yeah. Let's, let's look up the etymology of Scott free. We have time today. Mm-hmm. Why is it called okay. Scott free? Why is it called Scott free? Okay. As you wonder that we answered 97 questions last week, give ourselves a pat on the back. 97 questions for episode number 97. I think it was received well, Uncle Kiwi. Yeah. People uh, seem to really like that. No complaints. I think it was, you know, structured banter, which people really like. Yeah. Low bar. Uh, We could have gone on for hours. Yeah. So I thought people liked that. I did ask a few people, what would you have said if we would have stopped halfway through like Akiba had suggested? People said they would have reacted negatively to that. So you're saying you have the pulse of the listeners better right now? We dodged a bullet. We dodged a bullet on that one, I think. Um, well, we got off scot-free, I guess. The, okay, yes. the expression scot-free originates from the Scandinavian word scot, almost like scam, change one letter, which means tax or payment. The word scot, mu- the word mutated into scot from scat as the name of redistributive right. taxation meant to provide relief to the poor during the 10th century. Mm-hmm. So it used to mean okay. like, for, you know, uh, 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 you know, relief of tax if you were, if you were poor. And, uh, all right, a thousand years later, we say scot-free. Boom. Okay. All right. No tax for you guys. Um. No, I mean, sometimes it's taxing to listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How's your week going? Uh, my week is great. We're still not fully settled, Um. but my week is all right. It's like also 100 degrees here. And I'm, I'm in, you know, yeah. indoorsman, but I also, I don't like when even the threat of it being hot out means like I could go days without leaving my house. At this point. What about you? Mm-hmm. You're fine, right? Um, everything is okay here. You know, it's really we're back at Zoom school, and that has been rough. Uh, it's, you know, kids don't like it. 
Uh, it's very, uh, it's, it's, it's real. Uh, I cannot say it's scot free for the first lady of podcasting. Really, uh, gets her in just a, a wonderful, uh, mood also. I will say the Zoom school. Uh, yeah, that's rough. We have not started yet. I also have kids going, like, some of my kids are going every single day. I've got one kid who's going, like, two days, uh, you know, only, and, and we got pods of, like, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then the rest. Pods? That sounds great. Yes, we have some pods where it's, like, half the class is going half the time, and then the other half of the class is going the other half oh, the time. Oh, not podcast. Then you'll see your friends. No, nothing to do with, well, there's a lot of time for podcasts because you have no school Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I think no Zoom either. So it's just, it's mm. just you know, you, you got to watch the kids. I did calculate already. This is the first school starting on September 1st. We're not going to have one day the first week with uh, with all four kids out of the house. So that was the whole goal. Waited years for it, and then it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. <laughs> Should we talk about murder mystery here on uh, Netflix for listeners? That if you did not watch the movie, that's fine. We'll talk you through it. We'll tell you what happened. Okay. Spo- full spoilers of murder mystery incoming uh yes i i feel like do you think when we do these movies it makes people want to go back and watch them afterwards or we just we describe them like all right i'm fine yeah i think people either watched it coming in or uh they just are fine not to have watched it but i don't think anybody listens to the podcast and then watches the movie yeah have you ever done that no it's a strange order uh no because it's so much is spoiled when you listen to a podcast where they're talking about a tv show or a movie generally yeah it would be it's it's hard to like you know, you already know all the beats. I, I, I have never done that. Yeah, I'm really impressed with all the people that are listening because I, I have never done this where we have a lot of podcasts that are rewatches. I know you just started a brand new rewatch podcast, uh, New Girl, Old Guy, mm-hmm. great name. There are so many people that watch Seinfeld episodes and then listen to our recaps. Keith, have you ever been motivated to watch a TV or movie just to listen to a podcast? Uh, I'm not very motivated in general. general. Um, I don't think I have. Maybe, like, I do one day I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rewatch Lost so I could follow along with our friends, Josh and Mike. Yeah. At least not an old thing. Like, sometimes I have, like, oh, I want to finish uh, catching up with this show so I could listen to the podcast. But I've never gone back and then like watch something sequentially you know every week to keep up with a podcast i'm impressed how many people do it i've already got you know people saying like oh, i'm not into yeah. new girl but like is it okay if i don't watch the show it's okay you, you could really listen to any uh, to a podcast of anything right the whole crappy movie podcast genre which is very big it's probably bigger than the good movie podcast uh mm-hmm. you know like niche is is i've never watched one of the bad like i maybe have seen them before but i've never watched one to yeah. just to follow the podcast but many people do mm-hmm. yeah okay but if you did i would just want to you know give you a tip of the cap because uh you are a hard worker and uh you are a completionist and i admire that about you uh yeah uh, you're dedicated yeah and uh y- yeah you have some maybe some time on your hands also Okay. All right. So, Akiva, Mm -hmm. Murder Mystery uh, is a film that uh, is from Adam Sandler on Netflix. That do you know anything about the Adam Sandler Netflix relationship? It seems like that at some point that Netflix just gave Adam Sandler a lot of money and said, "Hey, could you just make a lot of stuff?" 
Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've read a little about it. Basically, they gave him, um, like you said, a, a, a chunk of money and said, make, and I forget the number at first. It was like, make X films. And he really pumps them out. Like, they've got a whole, you know, group of people uh, making making these movies. And he's making, the like, the grown-up sequels there. And mm-hmm. they're, I believe it was so successful that he's already on the second deal with them, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. So, like, it did work. Yeah. One of the interesting things about Murder Mystery in particular, Netflix, I remember this at the time, but it did, it like, barely rung a bell because I didn't know anything about it. I don't remember. Do you remember this film coming out, even? I remember it being out, and I remember it being talked about that it was very, it was doing very well on Netflix, according to uh, Wikipedia, uh, which is all you know that something uh, completely factual is going to be said. That on uh, June 18, twenty nineteen, Netflix reported that thirty point nine million households watched the film in the first seventy two hours, the biggest opening weekend uh, for a film in the company's history. Okay, Akiva, yeah, let's. Let's just drill down mm-hmm, a little bit please. on that. Are, are you buying those numbers? In 72 hours, Murder Mystery was watched 31 million times. Right. And by much more than 31 million people. That's households. You might watch it with your own yeah, family. households. 31 million households. Crazy. So that was really well, the, the most PR the movie got was when Netflix, who's famously is quiet about their numbers and only brags about the best of the best of their numbers. Um says hey you know this movie set all sorts of records and then everyone on twitter was like well i've never heard of it before and i haven't seen a single tweet about murder mystery i don't know anyone who's watched it how is that possible yeah that (laughs) so i mean that i i mean i never really thought too much about the netflix numbers but that seems insane how could that be that 32 million households watch that this is, okay, uh, Nielsen ratings for the Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the 49ers had a 49, uh, I'm sorry, uh, that 49ers were playing, 99.9 million, boy, they could have got a couple extra people for 100 mm-hmm. mil, uh, TV viewers, and a 41.7 household rating. So, how many households is a 41.7 household rating? So I, I think the difference here is that Adam Sandler is very popular outside of the United States. And that's one of the reasons Netflix signed him to this monster deal to begin with. That people will watch, even if you're, if English is not your first language, or, you know, if you don't maybe have American comedic sensibilities, uh, Adam Sandler translates to all people. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why they signed him. And so we're thinking like American numbers are just. I think maybe just North America, maybe just the U.S., Canada, Mexico, or maybe just the U.S., I forget. Mm-hmm. I think ratings might just be U.S. only. Uh, yeah, ratings are U.S. only, and movie grosses, I think, are North America. Um, but this is, you know, there might be two million people in Spain alone who are watching this movie. Two million households, let's say. So, that, that, you know, they knew Sandler has super international mass appeal. On the first weekend... Well, wh- when are you going to watch Murder Mystery? That's a little <laughs> when, shady. When to are you going to watch Murder Mystery? Like when your podcast covers it a year and a half later? Uh, okay. All right. So Netflix reported the film was viewed by uh, 73 million households in the first four weeks of a release, uh, which, uh, based on a viewing metric of at least 70% of the film watched, makes it Adam Sandler's most successful film on the streaming platform. I th- believe they're making a sequel. Mm hmm. Murder Mystery 2. I think so. Coming out at some point. Okay. Now, to me, 
It seems like that the Adam Sandler model is often like, hey, let me see if I can get people that I'm friends with to go with me to a location that I want to hang out at. And then we can also make a movie when we're Mm -hmm. there. That's very much it seems like that the, the sell to either Sandler and or Aniston was, hey, you want to go to Europe? You want to go to Monte Carlo? You want to go to Lake Como? We're going to make a movie that's going to be set in all of these places. It's interesting because you're, of course, you're right. But also, this is like one of his more internationally set movies. And he didn't bring the whole crew with him. Mm-hmm. This is not the full Sandler experience. There's no rock. There's no like Kevin James cameo. No. There's no Schneider. Yeah. None of those guys, Spade, none of those guys are in this movie. Yeah, is this a Happy Madison film? I believe it is, yes. Okay. Uh, Yeah, Happy Madison uh, Productions. But uh, as it also uh, says on Wikipedia, that I actually was surprised to know that I thought that this would have been an in-house script developed by Sandler's production company, uh, where this script, I think, had been around as early as 2012 uh, for the film Murder Mystery, which uh, originally was going to star uh, Charlize Theron and directed by John Madden, which would have been an interesting move for him following his longtime broadcasting career. Uh, How could John Madden have gotten to Europe? He famously does not fly. <laughs> would he have taken the Madden yeah, oh, cruiser? I think it's a different John. This is John Philip we're, Madden. We're teasing. We're teasing. But uh, yes. John Madden, I believe, directed the Oscar-winning film Shakespeare in Love. Mm-hmm. So this is like a little, you know, I don't know what he's up to now as much, but, but uh, you know, this may have been a different tone than what we... Uh, you know, what we ended up with. Because mm-hmm. I, I think at one point also it's Sandberg and Theron. Like with John Madden, it was them and Emily Blunt and Colin Firth, who was probably the, you know, well, we'll talk about the characters in a second, but we could probably guess who they would have played. But that's a different movie with Theron. Is Theron funny? Has she ever been in a, in a comedy that was good? I don't think she's funny. Uh, she, But she's not very serious. Like she goes on the late night shows and yucks it up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charlize Theron. Uh, what can you name two Charlize Theron movies? Not really. We have to. <laughs> I think we have to IMDb Charlize Theron, who's not even in this <laughs> okay. film. I could tell you she's she, Monster. Yeah. Okay. That's her most well. What about? One, sure. um, yeah, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, Young Adult. I liked Young Adult. That's okay. with um, Patton Oswalt, right? You probably okay. didn't see that. All right. So yeah, Monster was her big one. Okay, mm-hmm. and then okay. Oh, Let's Mad Max Fury Road, which I hate. Yes, you hated that. Okay. Hate that. I do recall that. Okay. Oh, she was on Arrested Development for a little bit. Okay. Oh, so she does comedy. All right. So she would have knocked yes, that out of the park. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about on. that, where she was like, uh, they had, when they went to like, what, it was like Little Germany or something like that? It was like season uh, three. They had like a I don't arc. remember. I burned out pretty quickly on, <laughs> on AD. The Cider oh. House Rules. I think I went to that with my mom when we were visiting <laughs> my grandma. Yeah. Okay, so well, her four things on IMDb, best known for, of course, yeah. Monster, yeah. Mad Max, yep. Snow White and the Huntsman, okay, from 2012. I think that had a Hemsworth in it, maybe. Yeah, I think, and, 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 what, and the, uh, uh, yeah, Kristen Stewart, Did she, what, what happened to her? Is she still doing stuff? Well, didn't Patton's isn't he the Batman? Her her dude yeah. from those yeah, movies. Well, so, I, is she out of acting? Or is she, no, she oh she was in the Charlie's Angels that nobody went to go see. Mm. Yeah, 
Um, and what's the Ron's fourth? Oh, and she was in Bombshell, the Megan. Yeah, I got distracted uh, she played down Ma- by uh, the uh, Kristen Stewart rabbit hole. Yeah. We're, by the way, neither of these people were. This is why IMDBags is, is dangerous, because you end up clicking to people who aren't in the movie and then find the mm-hmm. second person who truly has nothing to yeah, do with Yeah, and then the, the fourth one for uh, Charlize Theron uh, ended up being uh, something else called Tully, where she was a producer. Come on. Don't give me a producer credit. She's not even in best, it? No, she's four. the star of Tully. She's the star of Tully. Okay. All right. I saw Tully. Tully is Jason Reitman, just like um, the Pat Oswalt one. And uh, I don't want to say anything more about Tully. <laughs> but the, I don't want to spoil anything. But the uh, sure. she... She did Bombshell, which was like the Fox News movie that nobody saw because mm-hmm. like, uh, who wants to see that? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I feel like she's made a lot of money, but she's the executive producer actually on this movie. She stayed on, Rob. Oh, she did. As, okay. Yeah. So she has an EP role where she was on set every day. Yeah. And not just collecting a paycheck. Yeah. Kristen Stewart. Uh, it's it's not a happy story for her. Uh, her top four are All Twilight and Snow White and the Huntsman. Ooh, you got to knock. You got to get something to knock. Did you change your name to Kirsten? Would that help? Mm, eh, couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. Okay. All right. So, Akiva, mm-hmm. murder mystery. Yes. Uh, the tagline is basically knives out if they were had like two weeks to make a movie and didn't really care that much. <laughs> that's that's the tagline. Yeah. You're saying that's that the people who made the movie were saying we're knives out, which, by the way, does not exist yet. If we only had two weeks to make them. How about two weeks in Europe to film like most of the scenes? Is that fair? Yeah. Uh, knives out with <laughs> less of an interesting plot and less interesting characters. Yeah. Uh, now, instead of like 12 people you've heard of, here's two. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go more top heavy on knives out, the knives out. Uh huh. Knives out, deep bench. The Who's knives the third out most? Like, <laughs> yeah. 12, 12 deep. Uh, yeah, 12 people you've heard of. Who's the third, the, third, the third most? We went cute. We went RBRB, and then by the time we got back to the third round, it's like, what? It's I've never heard of that person. Yeah. They, do they have a starting role? I think they're in a platoon. Um, uh, sorry for talking about sports. Uh, who is the third most famous person in this film, Rob? Okay. The third most famous person uh, in this film. Am I allowed to look at the IMDB page? Yeah, of course. Okay. The third most famous person in this film is nobody. I think I, I, Terrence Stamp. I've heard of Terrence Stamp. Luke Evans, I've heard of, but there's a yeah. lot of Evanses. There's a Terrence, lot of guys with a similar name yeah. out there. Uh, Terrence Stamp, he is like a um, like dollar store Malcolm McDowell. Okay, okay. So they have, do- I think it's a pound store in, uh, in <laughs> where store. he's from, in Wales. Yeah, the third lead is luke evans Mm -hmm. who plays charles cavendish uh luke evans uh is best known for being in high rise fast and the furious six he played gaston in the live action beauty and the beast and was vlad in dracula untold sounds scary i think gemma or Gemma arterton is more famous than luke evans Mm. and uh, she played uh, Grace Ballard. Yeah, who's a, who's a movie star. I hate when... It, one of my movie pet peeves, Rob, is when someone's supposed to be like a really big star and they just make up a name and then they're just... I, I, like, I almost like, think oh like... Oh my God, it's Grace Ballard. Yeah, like almost like let her be 
Gemma Arterton, who's like not that famous, maybe have like someone ten percent more famous for the role because it takes me out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know that there's no universe where this Grace Ballard is famous, and and spoiler alert, uh, like there is a reason why you know her name matters or whatever in in the plot. By the way, Gemma, yeah. I hate uh, Gemma Arterton. Also, turn the podcast off if you're worried about spoilers for Murder Mystery. <laughs> That's probably true. But uh, if you're that worried, if you're that worried, get off this tightrope. And go watch the movie, yeah. or turn the podcast off and never watch. Either one is fine, but then, but don't complain if Akiva spoils a plot point from the movie. And I will say, the movie tells you who the killers are by based on the predictions of Adam Sandler and and Jay Aniston very yes. early on the airplane before we even get to Europe. We have they each lodge their bet, <laughs> and they're both accurate. They both end yeah. up being right. So this is not. Did you know? Yeah, I, I guess- this is knives in everybody. Not <laughs> <laughs> if you want plot twists and turns, you're in the wrong place. You can answer this question later. Turn but- your brain off. You can be doing your iPhone while you're working on this mystery. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, not for the podcast. Podcast. We need your full attention. Mm-hmm. When you're watching the movie, yes, you could be on your phone. Um. I do think that. First of all, did you could answer this later? I am curious if you knew who did the murders the whole time. Like, if anything about this surprised you. I'm also curious if you laughed at least once, but we could get into that. I think I smiled a couple times. I was not interested enough to follow along with who did the murders, uh-huh. whereas Knives Out, which I saw recently, which I did enjoy, although I, I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, a little long, a little long. Yeah. The, the one thing Knives, uh, or Knives In, uh, aka Murder Mystery hits, 137 runtime, nine minutes of credits. You're, you're in and out in under 90 minutes here. This is the longest cre- end credit sequence yeah. in the history of movies. That I, there was still nine minutes left to come. I'm like, oh, oh, there must be like some sort of a scene after the credits. And I scrubbed through. No, it's just n- nine minute credit roll on. And the, no like, bloopers there must be, or anything, right? There must be some rule where it's like, okay, now we figured out like, okay, the movie needs to be over an hour and 30 minutes to for people to take it seriously. But it's got to be like. Like at least like one thirty five. Like you can't just make it like one thirty one. Right, like, and then okay, they're like, great. "Oh, we just you know." It, it's like when we'll you give, slow down the credits. It's like when you do give out. You know, you write an essay in school, and it's like yeah, three let's, pages. Let's, you want to get onto the, the fourth page? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're doing there. I also noticed because at like one oh seven, I noticed one thirty seven, and then at like one oh seven, the movie is like solved. You're like, what the hell? And then like there is a twist, but also, like you said, there's ten minutes of credits, so it, you know you're you're <laughs> almost you're almost done. And I, I, I'm not like sitting there loathing it the whole time because I do think it's like nice eye candy. I, I didn't think the characters were like that unlikable, but uh, no. but yeah, I, I want it's you to a- get into it because I do have I do have uh, a bunch of takes on okay, on okay, good. Right, Sandler. Let's, let's get it. okay. So here's the story of murder mystery. Adam Sandler is a New York City police officer. He has a partner. Don't worry about him. He's not important. <laughs> that's true that's true he only matters in the first few minutes also he's like he's set up in the first scene it's like oh okay this guy is gonna be uh, he'll be the best friend through the whole movie no he's in two more scenes don't worry about him uh also i will say yeah i wonder how much of that got scrapped i will say um had they had they made this movie a few months later or a year later perhaps he's a firefighter and not a cop well i mean the idea is that he's a he's an wants to be a detective i know but i, I wonder if they would have i wonder how they would have played that because i don't think there's a lot of comedies being put out pumped out right now starring a uh look 
that uh, say what you want, uh, that yeah. this movie is far less problematic than Adam Sandler's firefighter film. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yes, more on that later, by the way, because I did have our uh, our great listeners. I didn't know before I saw this movie. I didn't know how much there'd be to talk about. I had our listeners rank every single Adam Sandler movie ever, Rob, and I have uh, 350 different uh, rankings of Adam. So I'll give you our listeners Mount Rushmore and Mount Flushmore of Adam Sandler movies at the end. Okay. Adam Sandler has a, a mustache in this film. Has Adam Sandler appeared with a mustache before in any film? Does he have one in Uncut Gems? What's, what's no. going on? No. Okay, so I don't think so. Not that I could think of. Yes. The okay, Zohan, so maybe? Does he have one in the I don't Zohan? Think so. Zohan, I believe, was clean shaven. Okay, so then and I believe this might be the first mustache movie. First mustache movie, because get it? He's a police officer, so he has a mustache. Sure. That's how it works. Yes. Okay. So... Uh, he is having an anniversary coming up. He's also not passed his detective test. He keeps failing uh, his detective exam. Meanwhile, his wife, Jennifer Aniston, she is a hairdresser and she is complaining about how she is. Uh, it's their anniversary. And her at one point when I guess this is what their 15 year anniversary. Yes. 15 year anniversary. anniversary on their wedding day, he gave her a postcard and said, one day we'll go to Europe. And they've never gone to Europe. And she's uh, talking mm-hmm. with her friends about this. Uh, yeah, it's been a thing, but I, I guess they haven't discussed it in a while because it seems like it's like not fresh of mind for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we see Adam Sandler that he stops at like a convenience store and He's able to detect that one that a young man in the convenience store is stealing like Doritos and Mountain Dew. Yeah, I guess not the, sure how we yeah. he's able to sense this. I guess like the point of that scene is to show like he he maybe doesn't have a lot of book smarts, but he has some decent intuition. Yeah. He's bad at the test, but he actually could be a detective, even though he will not demonstrate any other detective skills really throughout the rest of the movie. Yes, this is that's why I almost forgot about this scene when until you mentioned it. It's so early on in the movie and it's completely it comes and goes. It comes and goes like, yes, there's no other scene where he has any form of intuition really uh for the next hour and 20 whatever minutes. He needed to go to the convenience store because he needed to pick up Claritin, not clear if it is product placement here. A lot of plot points in the film about how Claritin is the only allergy medicine that works for Jennifer Aniston's category and definitely not Allegra. That is weird, right? Like, I've never seen a drug product placement, but now that you say it, it would almost be shocking if that's not product placement. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It, It also seems like that it was like a hit job on Allegra, where I'm coming away from this film being like, oh, no, you need clarity. And Allegra doesn't work on some people. I wonder if they went to Allegra first. And Allegra's like, please, no one's going to watch this movie. And then <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you will see. <laughs> we'll see. And then they got they got Clariton. And all of a sudden that tweet was like a subtweet at Allegra when when they mm-hmm. dropped the fact that 40 million people watched it the first weekend. CC at Allegra. Check out my numbers, baby. <laughs> Okay. Uh, are Claritin and Allegra ops? I mean, I'd imagine the drug wars, there's big money involved. I do think yeah. there's probably a lot of espionage and, and some crazy stuff going on behind the scenes. 
Are we team Claritin or team Allegro? Ooh, that, I mean, whichever one wants to sponsor us. We are open. Like if Claritin wants to become yeah. the, you know, title sponsor of this podcast or Allegro or really any drug like crack, whatever we will take crack. <laughs> we, we're not taking, we don't have enough ads on this show that we could turn anybody down, Rob. Yeah. I don't, I don't think know crack would crack. be a good title sponsor. I don't know about crack. We did crack start at five out. o'clock Eastern today. It's five o'clock free crack giveaway. <laughs> I just watched the Chappelle show this week. Oh, I've been Belgium. Okay. Akiva. Yeah. I think Allegra sounds more like Akiva. You think Ask Clarence if that uh would be a suitable uh nickname. I feel like maybe the <laughs> you and Allie Lasher could be like Allegra. I don't think I, uh, first of all, Clarence, uh someone tweeted this week and, and said, like, what's the male Karen? And uh Clarence <laughs> Clarence CC'd me and said Chad, ask Keeve twenty six. So Chad is the male, is the male Karen, FYI. Uh, not you personally. Not me. I am, I am a Chad, but not. It, it's, I, I'm not, I'm, I might be the face of the program, but I'm just another Chad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a hanging Chad. Sure. Okay. All right. Um, so we go to the restaurant and, uh, at the, at the restaurant, there's some, uh, talk about, uh, Nick and Audrey and their relationship. Uh, smash cut credits to Murder Mystery. Weird spot for the title sequence. A little weird, yes. Like, you would think, like, oh, big plot point happened. Like, it's just like, no, uh, here's to our anniversary. It was like a cold open of, like, uh, of, like, the 11th episode of, of a sitcom of, you know, that <laughs> season, right? There's no, right, there's no big smash. There's no, we don't, you know what's interesting? There's no scene of him really doing police work, right, in New York City. Mm-hmm. I wonder why that is. I wonder if they didn't film in New York at all. Because you think there should be some scene where, right, he's not, like, chasing after a bad guy and doesn't get him or something. That's yeah. normally what you'd assume would happen in the New York portion of this film, and it does not. Yeah, they just wanted to get on the road. Um, the principal photography in the film began in, actually, uh, Montreal. So they did not uh, film any part of this movie in the United States, let alone New York City. All right, so that makes sense, because New York City is a hard city to fake, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But, so, yeah, they that may, that's why there's no New York City you know, car chase or anything. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. They're back home brushing their teeth. Akiva, do you and Mara, uh, do you, when you get ready for bed, are you getting ready for bed at the same time or you never go to bed at the same time? Are you ever like uh, brushing your teeth together? Never. Like often happens. Never. That's never happened once. I don't think, I mean, I'm sure it has happened, but it's very rare. We don't go to sleep at the same time. I'm podcasting Mm -hmm. now. I think she's probably asleep. I don't know. Um, they, it's never happened, but in the movies, it happens every uh, every night with every couple. What about you? I've never brushed my teeth at the same time as my wife in the same room. Well, it's a lot of times, like someone's brushing their teeth, they're doing their whole nighttime routine. The door's probably closed, the bathroom door. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't share a bathroom with my wife. I've always had that uh, from when we were first together. We had a two bedroom apartment, two bathrooms. And said, okay, you just do your stuff in there. Her stuff is everywhere. There's no room for any of my stuff, and I, I don't even want to know what's going on in there. So, what do you use your your office bathroom? What do you do? Yes, yes. So but I, you have to go I up the stairs. I go up the stairs. Let me ask you a question. Teeth. Yeah, you have to pee in the middle of the night. You go up the stairs, or you allowed uh, to use her bathroom? <laughs> I'm allowed to uh, use her bathroom, but there's also a bathroom downstairs. As okay, well. fine. So you go to the third bathroom. Yeah. All right, because the worst thing in the world is having to go up or downstairs to use the bathroom when you're like three in the morning. You're so tired. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like half. Oh, no, no. Yeah. You know what was the worst thing in the world what? was last night mm-hmm. that I woke up t- 
to like insane beeping that I was pretty convinced that my house was about to explode. Mm-hmm. I woke up just to like beep 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 I'm like, oh my I'm like I'm like I'm trying to figure out oh my god, what is going on? And I, I woke up with like an adrenaline jolt and my that it, this is without fail. I, and I think any parent can hopefully re- relate to this. My kids had some alarm clock timer toy. No kid has ever set an alarm to go off for four o'clock in the afternoon. Only that that a kid somehow they have a sixth sense. They know they if they could just push the buttons. Okay, I could set this thing to go off in the middle of the night. This is the cousin of the stuffed animal that just goes off, makes like a creepy noise when you walk into a kid's room at like three in the morning and yeah. scares the bejesus out of you. Like there's those animals never go off at like three in the afternoon when you wouldn't be scared. It's only like you walk. I into was a pitch so scared. This thing was so loud. Mm-hmm. Darth Did you throw Vader it out? Alarm clock. I wanted to smash it. I really was so. Did it have batteries? Ups- could you have taken out the batteries? Which is like you're not I, throwing at the kid's toy, but at least you're. Yeah, I could. I could take out the batteries. That's a good idea. But it's gonna I go off really again tonight. Was, no, I turned the alarm off. But uh, that being said, I really was just like shot out of a cannon. I, I thought my heart was gonna explode. That I was just so concerned that what has happened to, to the house here. Yeah, I've been there. I, I think like the more toys you have, the more likely it, it is to happen because we, we have stuff like that go off all the time. And it, I, I will sleep through an alarm like that. But but the the talking rob the talking like robot dolls. Give me because the break. house on fire. What is the emergency? Mm-hmm. It's scary. Yeah, very scary. Anyway, so she has uh, an issue. She's upset with him. That it's their anniversary. When are we going to go to Europe? We haven't gone to Europe. And he said, I was going to surprise you tomorrow. You ruined the surprise. Yeah. Which is a nice save by uh, by the Sandman. I don't understand. We don't see him at all, like, trying to throw this trip together. What does he do? He got on kayak.com in the middle of the night and booked this trip. You think it's the next day? Like, they had to put in for some time or something. It's. It's smash cut there on the airplane after he says <laughs> mm-hmm. this, right? But I don't, yeah. th- I do think like it's got to be at least a few weeks, if not a few months. Okay. It makes it seem like it's very quick, but yeah. yeah okay. So maybe uh, that there's no uh, two months later. I guess there should be because they do have a lot, of, a lot of title cards. Anytime they get to a new city, there's a title card. Mm-hmm. Movie, so. A lot of yeah, title cards. We could have seen okay. two months later. You're right. And, but I don't think it's the next day. All right. So. Akiva, they're on the plane, they're headed to Europe, and so they're sitting on the plane, Aniston, ha- I will refer to them as Ad- Aniston and Sandler, Please do. Uh, and yeah. not as Nick and Although Audrey. they do say their names, Nick Spitz and Audrey Spitz, dozens of times throughout the movie, but I think it's fair for us to say Sandler and Aniston. Mm-hmm. One of the problems yeah. is that they're too famous. Anytime you see Jennifer Aniston on screen in almost any movie, it's like, oh, that's Jennifer Aniston, and certainly with the Sandman. Yeah. I do feel like that the cast of Friends has been a recurring theme on Rob Nakivanita podcast, right? I mean, we talked about season three, episode seven of Friends. This is the second Aniston film that we are talking about. We talked about her in Leprechaun, uh, not Leprechaun 2, just Leprechaun 1. I, I know that Ed is in the crappy movie diaper with uh, Matt LeBlanc. Have we covered anything else with ties to Friends? Oh, we also have uh, Joey when we do uh, sequels are trash. I believe that's on yes. the schedule. So <laughs> yes. there's, yeah, there's a lot. 
Matthew, I'm sure Matthew Perry. Have we done any Matthew Perry stuff? I've talked about the Ron Clark uh, film, okay. but I wonder, should we have some sort of a project that involves every single member of the Friends uh, Sovereign Six? Well, we did that when we watched Friends, I guess, but how, yes. how, what do you suggest? Like, what is the worst Aniston, oh, sorry, the, the worst Courtney Cox project that she was involved with? What is the worst Schwimmer project that he has been involved in? So we watched the worst movie all six of them have been in. That's pretty funny. Yeah, but that's six you know, just movies before the watch. podcast ends. Oh, you mean we? Oh, you you mean that's not, on our podcast bucket list? Oh, our podcast bucket list is to watch the worst movie that all, was Ed. Is I, I almost feel bad now if Ed, or maybe it's just like a oh, really bad movie all six of them have been in. Because Aniston, I actually imagine Leprechaun's probably the worst movie she's ever been in. I sure. hope Ed is the Done. worst movie uh, LeBlanc's ever been in. But we'll. we'll I bet get there Schwimmer we'll get there. has some real dogs or pre friends. You're saying, or no, probably post friends. <laughs> oh no. Swim. What is the worst movie Schwimmer's ever been? Yeah, so we could get there. We could put some bad Courtney Cox. I don't know. Like maybe Scream Three. What's really the worst movie she's been in? I don't know. I'm I'm not sure. Uh, and then yeah, Schwimmer that he is in. Okay, let's see. Uh, probably a bunch of weird stuff uh, that we don't even know about. Uh. <laughs> He hasn't done a zillion movie swimmer. Okay. Also, all right. Well, let's let's you know consider this. And maybe he was in the Laundry Mat. Was that was that good? It's a Steven Soderbergh movie mm-hmm. that he's he's one of the stars of. Um. All right. Let's just feel let's like it's table bad. this. Let's table. Okay. This. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was in an episode of Entourage, which we did cover. Yeah, but not his, not his episode. Yeah, Laundry Mat on IMDb as a six three. All right. So it's yeah. Not there. So he just directed eleven things. Also. Um, nothing. I'm trying to think, and nothing okay. really. Well, let's that, not get too that memorable. On this. Okay, all right. Okay, let's get back to the plane because Aniston sure. is going to be in the window seat, and Sandler is going to be in the middle. Uh, Akiva, if you were flying with just your wife, uh, and you had uh the two seats, either the aisle and the middle, or the window and the middle, are you in the middle seat? I think I am. One of my problems is I'm such like a wild sleeper that if I'm on the aisle, that I'm a window guy because when I'm on the aisle, I like flail into the mm-hmm. the uh, into the aisle, and then like the cart comes and like bops my head, and it's always a disaster. People are stepping on me. Yeah. So I am. I am because I'm. If it was window and middle, then I think I get the window. But if it's aisle and middle, then she gets the aisle. Yeah, I think my wife would be in the middle. I think uh, just because. She's taking up less space. That's, I mean, I yeah, I'm, I definitely take up way more space too. So I think that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I'm I'm not a Nile guy. All right. I also, I'll I'll go eight hours, like I've said, on a plane without having to pee. So I'm I'm fine being on the window. You're like a camel once. Yeah. Okay. Akiva. So Adam Sandler needs to go to sleep. He he might have maybe some sort of a um, narcolepsy or something. He's always talking about how he's very tired in this film. They could have gotten NyQuil as a sponsor also, in addition to Claritin, I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Claritin is, I believe, supposed to be non-drowsy. So maybe you're saying he should take it too? Yeah, she should have really said, like, Allegra, it doesn't work, and it also makes me very tired, and then I also get uh, dry mouth also. Like, they really could have put a hit on Allegra. 
I've not been able to get an answer on if it's a actual sponsor or not. They should have to say at the end of the movie, yes, like that they paid for it. It's kind of crazy. There's ad at the end of the film. I mean, yes, and again, exactly. nine minutes of credits might have been a lot of thank, special thanks to Clarendon, special thanks yeah. to uh, the city of Monte Carlo. Um, yeah, but I, I, it is crazy. But you'd think Netflix would have more, you know, other than lying about how many people watch the movie, you'd think they would have more class. But I guess they don't. <laughs> All right, so. Akiva, that Jennifer Aniston tells Adam Sandler, hey, don't put your seat back all the way. He's like, why? She says, because it's rude. And Adam Sandler proceeds to put his seat back all the way and go to sleep. Was there a scene cut out of the movie where there was some payoff to, hey, don't do this thing? I don't know. I I don't know what the the script writers are getting at here where it's like, I think the fundamental thing people have to understand if they're not watching the movie, that this is a couple that's not in love. Mm-hmm. Like, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston in this movie do not love each other. Yeah. Like, Jennifer Aniston is incredibly happy to flirt with the hot British guy mm-hmm. in first class in a few minutes here. And they never really, like, we. I think they kiss it in, like, the climactic, like, like after they've solved the murder, maybe. Yeah. But there's no, like, other than that, there's, like, no romance between them at all on their 15th anniversary. Hmm. They're kind of sad people. Oh. Don't you think, like, they're in their 50s, right? Like, we don't know. Is this their first marriage? Like, I assume there's no kids involved or anything on either side. Yeah. They're yeah, still, like, struggling. There? 15 years together, they, they seem to have... Uh, I mean, not everyone wants to have kids. and never that's brought fine, up, but, like, yeah. Never brought up. Never, like, yeah, we love not having kids, because we could go on lots of vacations. But they don't go oh, on wait, any vacations. They've never been on a vacation. Yeah. They only... In fact, when she's saying, oh, yeah, he always does this on the plane about, like, moving the the uh, seat back, we just established they've basically never been on a plane together. So what are you talking <laughs> about? Yes. And they say, like, they okay, oh, don't recline the seat back all the way. And I'm like, well, what's what's the big deal? The seat moves an inch. And this seat was like the bucket seats in your car that it like went mm-hmm. back like uh, all the way so like into this guy's bridge lap. in the back. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. OK. All right. So Jennifer Aniston, she's going to start wandering around this airplane and she wanders uh, through this section. Akiva. Now. I have never been on a plane that looks anything like this. And so forgive me for being somewhat naive, okay? Um, yeah. I have seen first class on an airplane. I have uh, a coffee yeah. delivery here. Thank you. Okay. All right. Uh, I have seen first class on an airplane. I've walked through mm-hmm. it. Uh, I have never seen an area like this where... There is a big bar and lounge on an airplane. Now, I, sometimes I see this in a movie. Does this exist? It seems very. I don't know if there's any flights to Europe that, like, maybe like super international, you, you know, you're flying 12, 15 hours. Like, maybe they have them. I've never personally seen uh, a first class this nice, but you know, our listeners will let us know if this is how realistic this is. <laughs> I've, I mean, I have no idea. Because uh, this does seem like in in movies that there there is this area, but I just don't know if this is a th- a real thing or this is Hollywood. Yeah, I don't know. I really I, I can't answer that question. I don't. I'm I'm not like uh, you know one of the reasons one of the ways to have plenty of money is not to blow it on uh, a six hour flight. You know. Yeah, but can I also say that this reminds me of a, a really weird uh, commercial for 
uh, airlines uh, that can I play you a commercial of this is Jennifer Aniston. Oh, yeah. The spokesperson for the Emirates Airlines from 2016. Can I play this for you? Please do. Okay, here we go. Blow drying her hair coming out. Hello. Can I help you, sir? I'm just about to begin my journey back. Really? And where's that to? Back to my mom and dad. What do you say? Right, well, whatever. That it's that the, the whole purpose of the commercial is that there's a sh- a shower. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, how great is this? This uh, when I fly Emirates Airlines, I could take a shower on the plane. Yeah, I think that's realistic. Like there are some very nice. Uh, airlines but i don't think like delta's first class to europe looks anything like this you know the type of plane they would have taken is not going to have is not going to have this type of first class okay oh boy are we going to get dragged like uh robin akiva you guys are so uncivilized that you don't even know about airplanes where you could take showers uh who cares then we're men of the people then uh, that's the best thing to be would you want under any circumstances to take a shower on an airplane no even the nicest airplane in the world i would not want it i wouldn't take a shower (laughs) on air force one (laughs) especially after seeing the harrison ford movie who knows what kind of like guys waiting for you know to shoot you or something and when you're back there yeah all right so she goes to a bar finds this guy and uh a very uh uh distinguished gentleman it is mr charles uh cavendish yeah very good looking gentleman that's like his main characteristic is that he's extremely handsome he's gaston Mm -hmm. yeah and is he trying to pick up jennifer aniston yeah i think he is i think he is first of all he is very heart sick right he just lost his fiance to his uncle no, you're be- you're being duped. I think. What do you mean? Um did did he lose his fiance? I mean, okay, we're gonna skip ahead, but okay. uh, I thought that they were like, w- weren't the two of them always like in cahoots? Oh, maybe. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. But but um, either way, I think he's probably into. I mean, she's Jennifer Aniston. He's probably you know willing to entertain it if she is. Yeah. I'm sort of like lost in ter- like the all the reveals of the plot points that like so from what I understand Cavendish he ultimately was still with the woman who uh ended up leaving him uh Susie Susie Nakamura mm-hmm. who ends up leaving him for the uncle was was he looking for just patsies to bring in to blame for the murder? Yes, I believe that's what we have to believe. Unless it was specifically them. Unless it was like that. We're talking about that level of planning because the Claritin, you know, we see the Claritin in the end and the, in the limo that they find. I wonder if it, how deep it went. You think that he had profiled them, that he knew that they needed Claritin? Maybe. Hmm. I mean, did they mention Claridan to him before yeah. that? I don't know. I don't know. No, it doesn't come up before that. Uh, maybe we'll crack the case as we uh, talk through this, but probably not. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then um, eventually Adam Sandler is going to wake up and then uh, he walks in to find uh, Jennifer Aniston with uh, Charles Cavendish. And he is sort of, uh, you know, like halfway in between doesn't care and it's like, uh, hey, how come you are hanging out at a bar without me? 
He is very, yeah, he's he's undisturbed by the fact that his wife is talking to this, like, smoke guy. He's just, uh, he, he just is fascinated by the idea that there's, right. like, this amazing bar, which I would be, too. Like, this bar is incredible. <laughs> and of the many fights that they have, um, I, I don't, does he really ever uh, accuse her of being interested in this guy? No, because, again, they, like, barely love each other. This is a <laughs> loveless marriage. They're extremely unhappy. I think maybe it, it comes up once, or maybe he implies that that's what the guy is trying to do, but he doesn't really seem bothered by it. Yeah. Again, there's no chemistry between Sandler and Aniston at all. Yeah. All right. So they end up, they're supposed to go on some bus tour that they see the bus. They're like, all right, we'll go on the yacht with this guy. And they end up showing up on the family yacht of Charles Cavendish, which is owned by his uncle, Malcolm Quince. Yeah, I always think like when you get to the yacht, and obviously it's a very nice yacht, you can't build a fake yacht for a movie like this. So you actually have no. to like suck up to some rich guy or, you know, pay a lot of money. No, Netflix paid a lot of money so Sandler yeah. and Aniston could hang out on the yacht. Yeah, and that's why there aren't a ton of, you know, yacht scenes. They probably filmed those all in like two days, too. Mm hmm. Yeah. We get off the yacht. Not, not that quickly. We spend a decent amount. It's like a quarter of the movie in New York. You know, 20 minutes on the plane, then we spend like 20 minutes on the yacht and then a half hour in Europe. Yeah. Okay. This was, you know, tell us all the places you want to hang out and then we'll film a way <laughs> to shoot a scene in each place. Mm -hmm. Okay. A and by the way, the flight attendant, uh, while we're still on the plane, is Sandler's wife. Oh, okay. So she's in every movie, but also I think she's keeping tabs on him, making sure she he doesn't get too close to Anna. Clarendon tabs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. We get introduced to a bunch of characters very quickly. Mm -hmm. Really, that were they're they're flying in all of these people that we're going to get introduced, and we'll to. not get to know like they each have like one or two characteristics that we know about them, but we'll not get to know any of them well. Right? There's the movie star Grace Ballard, who was a robot in the movie called Sex Machina. Mm -hmm. Should that be in the crappy movie diaper? I don't think it's a real movie. Okay. Uh, there's Cousin Toby, who is the son of Malcolm Quince. Yeah, the sole heir, or so we're led to believe. Sole heir, yes. Okay. We meet a character known as the Maharaja. Uh, yeah. Also, like, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about the Maharaja. He's very cartoonish. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's the most cartoonish of all these guys. Okay. Uh, there is the Colonel. The colonel and his sort of like uh, henchman, Sergey. Okay. Now, uh, the colonel that uh, he is, he's not the same guy from Happy Gilmore, right? I don't think so. So that there, is this just a running joke in Sandler movies about people that have a fake hand? I, th I think like Sandler loves, uh, you know, that sort of I thing. I thought maybe, oh, I guess it's the same guy and that's a, a is this a callback to Happy Gilmore? I do not believe it is. <laughs> no, doesn't seem like it is. It just seems weird to have another another movie with a person that has a fake hand. Yeah, I guess Sandler is into fake hands, but also <laughs> like Sandler didn't write this script, so hmm. Okay, yeah, just a coincidence. Yeah, all right. There's the colonel, and he has a bodyguard, and then uh, who else? And then Susie Nakamura. Yeah, Susie Nakamura is the is the billionaire's girlfriend, and also Juan Carlos, the the F one race car driver, 
who like the day before a big race is on a yacht, like I'm sure all F1 yes. drivers are doing and not qualifying for the race. <laughs> what was Juan Carlos's relation to the whole group? His family's very close friends, like old family friends of the billionaire. Okay. All right. So they bring him out. And again, this is, you know, this is knives in, not knives out, uh, but similar plot line of, okay, the wealthy Malcolm Quince is going to announce everybody is out of his will. Lights go off and then he's dead. Everybody's a suspect. It's the most paint by number scene in movie history. Like they show you this fancy, what do you call it? A sword or dagger. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, immediately someone, this is going to kill someone within five minutes. It's, it's not Chekhov's gun. It's like Chekhov's gun. That's like singing. Well, I'm going to shoot someone in like two minutes. And then it, and then, uh, you know, he is exactly what you think is going to happen. The billionaire is murdered with his own dagger mm-hmm. minutes later, minutes later. Okay. And so. There is a lot of questions about uh, who could have committed uh, the murder. Uh, I thought this was kind of funny that uh, Adam Sandler is just like really nonplussed about the whole thing and just very interested in eating shrimp. Listen, he's a grizzled New York City cop. He's seen worse than, you know, some rich guy get killed. <laughs> he, he just wants some Right. This is like. The highlight of his, you know, his trip is seeing the fancy food. Like, he doesn't care. He'll get to it tomorrow. Yeah. And they just go back to the cabin, and then they go to bed. <laughs> like, they're not really freaked out about it Yeah, I mean, you, you assume the police could have, like, taken a helicopter as a very, you know, a real VIP who's gotten murdered, but the cops take their sweet time in, in starting to solve this case. That, I guess okay. the, the funny scene when they, like, keep moving, uh, removing and inserting the murder yeah, the weapon. Colonel- takes the knife out yeah. like oh he's like yeah i would not keep touching the evidence and then he's like okay and then he puts it back into the guy like okay well now you just stabbed him again <laughs> that i guess that is funny it's funny because if you think about it like there's very few uh setups for major laughs in this movie it's not like they're trying and failing like they're really this movie's very plot focused and there's not a lot of jokes mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay so Jennifer Aniston, we haven't mentioned this. She is a avid fan of mystery novels that she is on the plane seen reading a book. And so we know this about her. She loves murder mystery novels. And now it's almost as if she is in one. This feels like a plot point out of the 1990s, because while I'm sure murder mystery novels are definitely still a thing. They're not super in the culture now. They're not that popular. Mm-hmm. So it's like a weird random thing that shoehorned in that, that you know, they talk about, hey, the butler did it or whatever. Like, she's reading these old, like, paperback books. I don't know. It seems like a strange, like, that's her, like, main character, characteristic <laughs> in the movie. She loves murder mystery novels. Okay. I mean, that's nice. I just think it's like a yeah. weird, you know. And, <laughs> you know, it's just an, another uh, coincidence where... Uh, in Knives Out, that has a strong connection to murder mystery novels where the Christopher Plummer character is the author of murder mystery novels and then at the center of this uh, murder mystery scenario. But this is a reader of murder mystery novels who is now in the midst of a murder mystery. Yeah. Knives in. Very on the nose, everything here. Mm -hmm. Okay. So... Akiva, they're going to just keep talking about, like, what do you think? Uh, who could it have been? Uh, Adam Sandler says uh, it's usually the most obvious person. 
Right. Sandler says the most obvious person did it. And in this case, that is the son who was about to be stripped, uh, you know, lost, knocked out of the will. We did mention, I don't know if you remember this. I mentioned a couple times on Seinfeld episodes that I think our goal for the Seinfeld podcast was to get into a little old lady's will. It was? I had mentioned it a few times. Should we, Uh, should we make that our goal again? No, I think it seems like a little sad. Like we're grifters. Okay. All right, fine. So definitely don't put Rob in your will. But I'm still available. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I th- so yeah. So that's the big, the, right? The, like he he's he's been cut out, and he so he's the obvious suspect. And um, I, Sandler's right, right? Like a- any any hunch they have ends up being correct. Like she says the butler did it, and as we'll explain soon, like she was right in a weird way. Even mm-hmm. though there's, there's you know on face value there's no butler, and then and then he says that it was uh, that it was um, this Toby, and and it was Toby, right? Uh, no. No, it was not Toby because Toby is going to be found that allegedly uh, the victim of a suicide. Are you the victim of a suicide? I don't know. Uh, let's not explore that. Uh, mm-hmm. That he has. Uh, well, he was the victim of a framed suicide. Framed suicide, right? He was murdered. All right. When yes. they, all right. When they solve it the first time, it was Toby. But mm-hmm. then, like he says, it was Toby. But then it ends up being. It ends up being. Um, Who's end up being? I don't even remember who did the murder. Juan Carlos. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like one of those things where they tell you it's one person, yeah. and then it's like, and then, oh, wait, wait, was it really this person? But I, but I usually when Sandler speaks, it's like that is canon, kind of like when they say, "Oh, that's the person who did it." And now, mm-hmm. yeah, it was. I guess it was uh, Juan yeah. Carlos. So eventually, that there's going to be like now a investigator who shows up. Uh, this is basically the Daniel Craig uh, character who's going to show up, but be completely useless other than just think that Sandler and Aniston are the murderers. Yeah, the investigator is like he doesn't really have a. It, I guess he's a funny character in that he's so inept, but he's not especially funny. Like no. I don't know. Like maybe they could have recast that and and hit a home run there, but it's not with this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they are sort of like uh on the lam. Like they take their passports away, but they're not arrested. They're free to move about. They're the most wanted people in all of Europe, but also like going out to dinner where their faces are <laughs> on the thing, and no one like they have to call the police. Like the police never even come close. Yeah. It's not even a threat that they're going to be found by the cops. Yeah. They end up being back in their room and they get a note from the bodyguard of the colonel who wants to meet with them. And then he starts like monologuing and telling them a whole big story. And then there's a knock at the door and then that guy gets shot. Yeah, all the hotel scenes to me are like stand out as maybe the weakest part of them. <laughs> what is it about them? I don't know. It's just like, who cares? Like the, the weird scene where they're like about to be under the bed while people are sort of yeah, uh, the Maharaja, like the Maharaja, like, I don't know. And Grace, like, that's weird. I don't know. Every, I, I, again, like, you don't care about the people who are dying. It's played as such comic relief, but it's not so funny. But you're also not upset they died, right? Mm-hmm. You're just like, all right, that's one more gone. Like, you really don't care when any of these people get killed. Yeah. There's no stakes. Anyway, uh, they're running around. They're like, oh, my God, somebody's trying to kill us. And then they end up sneaking into another room. They find the Maharaja that uh, the Maharaja is uh, having uh, relations with uh, Grace, the actress. They are hiding under the bed. Uh, We saw a similar scene take place where it was our beloved Coach Whoopi under the bed in Eddie. Do you remember that? 
Uh, of course, yeah, and and like, but with Whoopi, that like, yeah, it's it, in movies and TV shows, it happens very frequently that someone is under the bed. Yes, but in in uh, you know, in real life, I don't know anyone where where that's ever happened. Have you ever been under a bed when two people are having intercourse? No, of course not. <laughs> that's a crazy question. I don't think any like we're gonna get we're gonna get like four uh, anonymous emails this week of people who have, but I feel like it's only happened like three times in human history that like. You were there? Wait, you're there and the other people don't know? How many times does that happen in all of human history? I couldn't imagine anything worse than being under a bed while people are having intercourse. Especially if it's like low down and it's like, oh no, I might get killed also. Oh, no. Yeah, that's the thing of one, you'd be... <laughs> It's like, how do I get out of this? And then two, the boy, I hope this bed isn't going to collapse. Yeah. I hope this is over yeah. soon. If anybody has a story like this, you know, you could anonymously let us know. But I feel like nobody, nobody does. I don't think yeah. it's ever happened. Maybe there's some crazy frat story, but I don't think anybody's been actually under a bed. Okay. Uh, will you check the bed the, uh, before uh, ever, ever being alone with your wife again? If it happens, sure. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> could two grown adults fit under a bed two I mean, adults I feel like yeah that, i mean it depends yeah. what the there a lot of times there is no under bed situation right it's like blocked from all sides right so, a lot of times it like goes straight the mattress goes straight into some other thing and then it goes to the floor like most hotel beds you couldn't go under right there's no such mm -hmm. thing i don't think right okay so ultimately uh they end up watching the news report and then uh they're, they're like just like again they're like in restaurants and in on the news they uh the inspector he ends up uh giving like a french news report and then he then gives it in english that uh by the way he's not really a detective he's impersonating the detective and he's not who he says he is and jennifer aniston learns this and she's very upset yes the main sort of the main source of tension for sandler and aniston is not that they're the world, like Europe's most wanted people and they're probably going to jail for the rest of their lives in France or wherever. It's that like he lied about his, uh, job, you know, about passing the test and therefore, uh, you know, getting a slight pay rate. Uh, she's slight much more rate. about that than, than, than they are. They are completely unconcerned about the fact that like they, that everyone's after them. Could not care less. Right. Which was going to pay for this trip. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we, I, I they end up they're having a fight and then uh oh the, the uh Charles that's the good looking uh guy who she met on the plane ends up picking her up and then ends up uh taking her in a limo away to go somewhere yeah and he says hey where's uh where's Nick you'd think like oh he's like oh sweet I got some Audrey alone time but he's like where's mm -hmm. Nick and she's like I don't care because she's so mad at him about lying about his job so he can die now yeah let him go to jail oh for they get into a big fight also and and then the big fight ends up being because then uh that he d doesn't believe what any of her ideas about this investigation because he's saying like hey I'm a you know a detective or I'm a I'm a police officer and you're a GD hairdresser. Yeah, it's funny because when, like, when she it. solves the case, he doesn't drop the GD part, which actually would have played, I think, more laughs. He just says, like, when, mm -hmm. you know, when, when she realizes something that's wrong with Susie Nakamura's hair later, he's like, she's a hairdresser. Like, they only had, they were only, let's say, GD once on Netflix and still get, like, the, you know, 13 plus or whatever. 
Yeah. Okay. So we see her go off. Sandler is going to end up uh, working on his own side of the mission. He's buying some burner phones. He's calling in some requests back to New York. Um, in the limo, Jennifer Aniston notices that there is Japanese Claritin. She's, she knows the Claritin box so well. She can just read. This is uh, Japanese writing here on a Claritin box. Interesting. Uh, yeah, right. How she knows that, we don't know. But, um, but and so that basically leads us to believe that Suzy Nakamura is the one who put it there. Right. And plot point from earlier, Suzy Nakamura, I believe, uh, also uh, does not have Claritin or does Allegra doesn't work for her either. Like there's Something some mention, like some mention of, of that, uh, you know, very important plot point. Anyway, so she goes off with uh, with Charles and uh, what happens? She, oh, she goes into the library and then there's the, the people are shooting at her. A lot of shooting. Uh, they basically, you know, telegraph a scene of dominoes where they push down one stack of books, yes. which knocks down. Has this ever happened in real life, other than in movies, where there are libraries of freestanding shelves that end up getting knocked into one another and then all falling over? No, yeah. no. But it's happened a dozen times in movies. No, this is another trope that's never happened ever in the history of the world. Yeah. Okay. So. Ultimately, they're on the run, they're being shot at, and they find out that it's Susie. Susie is the person that they discover it was her. Um, She's holding the gun yeah. at them. And then... Yeah, Susie, yeah. And, and some guy, like, flings the... What happens? She there? ends up getting hit with a blow dart. And yeah, then like she a blow gets dart, a blow yeah. dart to the throat, which ends up uh, ultimately uh, killing her. But slowly, as Adam Sandler runs off to go chase the person who shot the blow dart, another plot point, Adam Sandler is very bad at shooting a gun. Yeah, that's a key thing. Like, he has, he's never yes. shot anybody, probably never yes. arrested anybody. I believe uh, that the term is uh, Tebow-esque aim. Yes, that's, that's the technical term. Cannot yeah, hit he, a yeah, target. Terrible aim, uh, never, you know, he, he, he's, uh, he's a terrible shot, and yeah. uh, his wife does not respect him. <laughs> yeah, very Tebow-esque. Tebow's wife doesn't respect him? <laughs> um, Akiva, so hmm. there's a chase scene as uh, Aniston is trying to do a scene of charades. Uh, was this working for you, where Susie Nakamura, as in, in her dying moments, is trying to uh, charade to Jennifer Aniston who the killer is? I mean, this also happens with, um, with Sergei, right? When he's dying, he says, like, the killer is, and then he dies. Like, literally the lowest common denominator. <laughs> All right. So Sandler ends up throwing uh what is what does he throw like a garbage can yeah yeah Something like that he has bad aim with a gun he has uh you know captain america-esque aim uh with other stuff ends up hitting the blow dart person in the head knocks off their mask but they end up still getting away uh yes which is you know will come into play uh later okay all right so ultimately uh they get away as uh, Susie Nakamura dies, and they go to go find uh, uh, Cavendish, but he's dead now, too. Right, Cavendish calls them to his mansion. They're like, okay, fine, we're finally going to be safe. They get to the mansion. Cavendish has been poisoned. 
Yes. Okay. He's poisoned. And then this is weird where Adam Sandler uh, and Jennifer Aniston decide, okay, we just need to be convincing and then we'll just act like we know what happened. And then we'll invite all the investigators here and we'll just explain the murder. And so Adam Sandler ends up taking the tuxedo off of Cavendish, who's dead, Mm -hmm. and wearing it. Yeah, the only like good character in the movie, right? The only like likable person. Um, I, I think what happened was the writers, they when they were filming this, they're like, "Hey, there hasn't been a joke in like thirty five minutes. Can we put one <laughs> joke in?" Like, "Oh, what if he wears the dead guy's clothes and like looks really suave?" Like, yeah. okay, so I don't know. This was like, okay, oh, oh, we need them to dress up like James Bond. Uh, so all right, so let's get them in a tuxedo and then uh, in like a cocktail dress. All right, so now they're acting confident and they're going to explain the murder, even though they don't really know it. They're sort of like winging it. Um, yeah, he, right. They, they think like, we have no plan. We'll just figure it out by speaking it out loud. And they sort of do. They sort of do. And they end up talking through the whole thing with everybody that's there. And ultimately, they rule everybody out, except for that they realize that the person had a blow dart. And Grace Ballard, she was in a movie which had blow darts in it. And that she was uh, the sort of uh, like uh, what uh, the daughter that Malcolm Quince didn't know about. Yeah, it's uh, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so yada yada yada. They uh, you know want her to admit it. She won't. But it turns out that she's wearing a hat, and uh, underneath her hat, she has a big mark on her head where. Somebody got hit in the head with a garbage can, and obviously it was her. Uh, yeah, I, I think one of the points is like they want to prove like Aniston's right, right? Aniston's always right, and Sandler's always wrong in the movie. So like Aniston's the one who actually nailed it that the butler did do it, that she was right. Yeah, she should probably be a detective. He should okay. be a PD hairdresser. Yes, and then we go from there then to then oh, they sort of say like wait hold on a second but if uh if it was grace then how could it have been this other person died and then they realized that it was the race car driver right who could have killed sergey because she was with grace they knew yes, they the had her to be with maharaja in the hotel when they were under the bed mm-hmm. they realized carlos who had just started to speak english after one of the great hilarious truly original bits is that carlos doesn't know any english he's a race car driver knows no english but then he starts speaking english they realize, oh, it's him, and then they get into a... Uh, well, we they, need a chase scene. We need some action in this yeah, movie. And true. they did the thing where the American people uh, go to go drive in a car, but that Adam Sandler is on the passenger side here in Europe, and Jennifer Aniston has to drive the Ferrari in the chase scene. But why is Juan Carlos... So they chase... By the way, Juan Carlos' motive for people who are super curious and are not going to watch the movie, his father was a race car driver who lost his legs uh and his and quince was like the team boss and now quince is still the team boss for juan carlos but he still blames uh quince the the now dead billionaire for his father's uh uh, accident Mm -hmm. um but why is juan carlos is when he's driving his car with with the um uh having what's his name at gunpoint the detective why is their car it's the right side of the road did you notice that Uh, no i did not i'm pretty sure that that in juan carlos's car he's he's driving and he's in the sandler spot Mm -hmm. Is that possible? <laughs> I, I don't know. I have to go back and take a look. You were, I think, might have been watching more closely than I was. Not really, because I incorrectly said who the murderer was 20 minutes ago, and I had both of my boys climbing on me while watching the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
ultimately, uh, Jennifer Aniston, like, uh, gets them to crash the car, but, uh, he's able to get out the, uh, Juan Carlos, but then he gets hit by a bus, the very same bus that they were supposed to take on their tour around Europe. Yes, that was, yeah, one of the, one of the bits, I'm not sure we mentioned so much, they were going to take this really junky yeah. A bus, and then and you know, then they re- they saw it and they realized, okay, we're gonna we're gonna uh, audible and go in Juan Carlos's uh, go in or Charles Cavendish's yacht. Yeah, yeah I, I do think that the first time I saw this, uh, which was maybe Mean Girls, where you just see a bus run somebody over. Mm-hmm. What was the first movie you saw? that was like, oh wow, that's a shock. And now I feel like a lot of movies do it, like sometimes even to comedic value, where like they're just gonna ru- run the bad guy over with a bus, and then he's dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It lost its shock value. Well, in fairness, uh, this movie's script was written in 2012, so maybe it was a little more novel then. Fair enough. Okay. All right. And then they realize what a great trip. They get their passports back, and uh, they are going to go on to continue to have this great 15-year anniversary that they never got to have. The end. Yeah, and he's going to get promoted to detective, and they're on the Orient Express, which is, like, so on the nose. Um, But... You know, that's what this movie is. It's a paint by the numbers sort of. It it doesn't know if it's a comedy or a murder mystery. It's kind of none, but I think it's an enjoyable, like, it's fine. It's a fun movie to have with, like, older kids to watch. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not, like, offensive, uh, but it's forgettable. I see why it was, like, the number one movie on Netflix ever or something, because it's, like, a classic Netflix movie. Like, it has such a low ceiling. It's fine. Can I, can I give you a few reviews uh, of yes. this movie? And also, uh, also, I, while I do that, I want you to guess, um, our listeners rated this movie, like every movie, we gave them options from 1 to 10. We told them, don't rate the movie if you haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. What number do you think was the most commonly uh, picked number for this particular film? Four. From our listeners. See, I would have thought five, and it's six. Whoa. Yeah, but maybe like the people who didn't like it just like uh, quit it after five minutes or something. Um. Uh, some of the positive reviews are a good cast tries to carry this mediocre film. Again, that's a good one, I think. Um, if you have 90 minutes to kill, murder mystery will tick the boxes for easy entertainment. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a lively hodgepodge. Uh, Ani Bundel of NBC News says, critics are right. This film isn't great. Um, Rachel Wagner, I think we know Rachel Wagner, says the problem with this movie is it's not. Yes. it's just not funny. I don't know if I even laughed one time. I agree. I think that is a problem with mm-hmm. this comedy. It's not so funny. Um, yeah, those are, those have been some reviews it, it, in terms of the Sandler movies, Rob, it was pretty much in the middle. It's not certainly not in the top five or even top 10, also not in the bottom 10. Um, yeah, this was fine. Uh, I think that this was not like the typical, like, I think that if you were really going to be a, uh, Sandler, uh, attacker, if you were somebody who was very anti Sandler, I think that you would really go after him as sort of like the, you know, frat boy, gross out type humor. That's not really there. It's a respectable film that has uh, no, you know, major flaws or anything that you could really attack. It's just, it's very fine. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Um, that's basically, like, it, 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 it's weird because in some ways, Sandler and Aniston, it feels like they spent a lot of money on it. But then in other ways, it feels like, like you said, they filmed the whole thing in three weeks and they were really rushing. Yeah, there's nothing about this film that is unique to Adam Sandler. Jason Bateman could have played the Adam Sandler role, Absolutely. and the movie would have been Absolutely. exactly the same. 
Yeah, I would agree. I think I, I think there's he just you know what it was like his deal, which the new deal supposedly is for four movies, two hundred seventy five million dollars. Mm-hmm. But I assume the other one is the first deal is a little smaller, but still unbelievable amounts of money. It's like they need to pump out, you know, two Sandler movies a year at this point, basically. Yeah. It's like, all right, we can't even keep up by writing the scripts. Like, what are other scripts that are okay right. that are, you know, in development hell a very replacement level film? Very, uh, very average. Yeah. It's funny because, like, he, you know, him and Sandberg have been in a couple movies together, and uh, it, Sandberg is like doing Hulu, you know, the best movie on Hulu. Uh, but probably making, you know, a, a fraction of a fraction of what Sandler's making. But he's actually making good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Sandberg would have been great. I One of the problems with this movie, honestly, is that I do think they, they're a little too old. Like, Sandler and Aniston are too old for these roles. Like, Sandberg could have done Murder Mystery, but could Sandler have done Palm Springs? I don't think so. Probably not. Probably not. I think it was uh, their age did not bother uh, <laughs> bother me at all. But again, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, I, I am pushing 50. Aren't we all? All right, do you want to guess quickly, uh, before we yes. get to the mailbag, uh, our listeners' top five and bottom five Sandler film? Well, you have famously said The Waterboy is the all-time worst Adam Sandler film. Mm, all right, I take that back. I just I, I like The Waterboy. I didn't think... Uh, okay. Do you think then that's why'd the why did you say it's five? the worst Adam Sandler movie? I don't know. I say stupid things sometimes. <laughs> I think it's probably a top five uh, Adam Sandler movie. All right, so, so I'm yeah. trying to guess. So I'm trying to guess the top five Adam Sandler movies, correct, as based by our audience. So I will say, yeah. okay, am I allowed to look at the IMDb? Sure, for Adam absolutely. Sandler? Yeah, you could look at the okay. list of movies because all you're all right, also looking uh, for the bottom. So five. definitely. Uh, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison are in the top five, right? And in that order, you think? Is it Gilmore um, then Madison? I think that they probably. I, I have said I, I like the um, Billy Madison more than Happy Gilmore, but yes. I, I think the listeners probably skewed Happy Gilmore uh, one and Billy Madison two. Yes, and overall, except uh, something split Madison. So Gilmore beat Madison, but something is between them. Okay, uh, I, I'll say also. I think Uncut Gems is in the top five. Yes, that split that split them. I yeah. had a few more, you know, ones because not everyone liked it, but okay. I think it had the most ten. Then I'm trying to think of, if I was going to give you four and five. I think probably does Big Daddy make the cut? You nailed it. You nailed it. Yeah. I think you're going to get all five. Hmm. <sighs> boy and then five i i wonder is it uh if i'm just talking it through i'm wondering if it's uh the wedding singer or water boy uh i'll say wedding singer no you were right you should have gone with your first instinct there was water boy water wedding boy. singer did well but actually punch drunk love and 51st states also did better than the wedding yeah punch drunk love i could not remember one thing about I think it's a PTA movie, right? It's yeah, no, I know that. That's that's it. It's like, ooh, he's wearing a suit. That's it. That's all I can tell you. I, I also right, don't worst remember anything. Five about it. Maybe I Sandler movies. It. Yes, please. Okay, the worst five uh, Sandler movies. Okay, uh, give me. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Yeah, I will say a couple of the uh, the Sandman movies have not held up well, and that's up there. That is certainly okay, on the it. Mount Flushmore in the bottom five. Okay. Um, then I will also take Jack and Jill. That is number one. I, I don't want to say that didn't hold yes. up because I think even at the time that that didn't hold. It didn't hold on. It, you, you, yeah. Okay. At the time, it was Boy, it was canceled tough, upon release uh, yeah. because I think that he's made so many movies that you could really uh, go in many different places. 
I, um, you don't mess with the Zohan. Did that crack the bottom? Also vibe? there. Yes. Now people do really like you don't mess with the Zohan. I don't think there's a lot of defenders of Chuck and Larry or Jack and Chill. Zohan people do like it, but I guess not our listeners. Hmm. Let's see. Then, uh, probably not bottom five, but I think that this is sort of like around like the jump the shark moment. I went. Does little Nikki make the bottom five? No, it's you know it's the bad of the, it's the it's probably the worst one of the original like Sandler run, but it's mm-hmm. not. No, people mm-hmm. don't have such strong oh, feelings. Oh, click. About How Nick. about that? Some people really like click. It was it mm. was somewhere in the middle. Okay, um, boy, then. <sighs> um, I just don't know if some of these are popular enough. Well, yeah, some of them are. Yeah, you have to, one of them is a Netflix movie. Okay, that, uh, uh, then. Okay, and well, you're only I, missing one of the of the bottom four. Mr. Deeds. No, I also think that was sort of little Nicky ish. Okay. The ones that just missed the bottom four are Pixels, yeah. The Cobbler, That's My Boy, which is the Samber the Samber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, the ridiculous six, which was uh, which was considered, I think, extremely offensive when it was released. <laughs> yeah. Is, uh, is okay. the and what's the other one? What's the other one that's in the bottom five? Uh, Jack and Jill, ridiculous six, Chuck and Larry, Zohan, and Pixels. Pixels. Okay. All right. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. Keep anything else. Uh, and I saw Adam Sandler was trending today on Twitter. I said, "Oh, this is uh, such. Uh, this is meant to be." Adam Sandler trending. Uh, but topic. was there any reason, or was one of those? Was um, there any, like, sometimes people just Yeah, it seemed random. like that there was, sometimes I, I, I do try to wonder about, like, uh, wait, why is this topic trending? Um, so, uh, there were some paparazzi shots, I think, of Adam Sandler wearing a mask, uh, and, uh, holding, like, his, uh, belly out. Um, so, but some people said that he was, uh, kind of attractive. Okay. Uh, like there's like a bunch of okay. like looks of Adam Sandler. I don't know really why that that was trending. And then also, I think that then there was also a uh, Twitter thread about uh, better movie or, or better shows and movies: Jim Carrey versus Adam Sandler. That was I think that there's been like a uh, that's Twitter an interesting debate. question: Carrey versus Sandler. You want to weigh in on that? I like Sandler much better. I think he's a likable guy. Carrie seems the more you get to know him like a not likable guy. I love I, I almost think I liked Ace Ventura more than I liked Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. Yeah. I also really liked the say... mask. Liar Liar was good. Alrighty <laughs> yeah. then. Yeah. Alrighty then. Yeah. Uh I would <sighs> say that at uh it's hard because I feel like that um I feel like that Jim Carrey at the height of his powers might have even been an even bigger success then like he might have even surpassed adam sandler but i think that sandler's body of work over you know 25 plus years i think holds up better than uh jim carrey if i was going to line them up how much are you knocking sandler for the you know 15 atrocious movies he's made though do you know what i mean are we only going based on like the good well, stuff let's because do jim carrey Carrey has never uh, you know I, uh, he has back. never gotten to the levels of of uh of of how bad i think that the first uh, ace ventura followed up by the mask i, I think that that surpasses yeah. the the uh, highest apex of the sandler career but uh, i yeah. think that then there's a steeper drop off for uh, can we go through it sure Okay, Jim Carrey. 
All right. So then a- after Ace, let's start with Ace Ventura because everything before that he's not the star of the movie. Okay, but he also the Ace Ventura in the Mask. Color. Yeah, in Living Color, yes. yes. Ace Ventura, The Mask, Dumb and Dumber. That's a great run. Great run. Okay. Then he gets the he gets the Riddler role in Batman Forever, which is like not it, it's not um, Batman and Robin, but it's sort of a meh Batman movie. Yeah, right? and also it's not like a iconic role where that you know there's like nothing memorable about it. He doesn't really get to be funny. It's a bad movie. It's a really bad movie. Yeah, it's it, like it is a four, five point four on IMDb. It's a really bad movie. He may have been the best part mm-hmm. of it. Uh, I have not seen it since I saw it. And the Ace Ventura sequel uh, was not good. No, I I like I was still young enough, maybe eleven, that like I laughed a lot. But yeah, it's an objectively bad movie. Yeah. Now, it seems like that that was a big disappointment in uh, the 90s. Like, uh, I feel like Wayne's World also was the same thing where, like, a huge comedy movie tended to have a sequel that was a dud. Yeah, this was a real dud. Uh, the, the, the Cable Guy, uh, some people really like it, but was considered a huge flop. Yeah. And then... Liar, Liar. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Liar, Liar. That's a cute movie. Yeah. And, and The Truman Show is great. I think The Truman, yeah, the Truman Show is a really is good great. movie. It's a real yeah. I, I love the Truman Show. No, it's really good. I, I don't like the Truman Show, and mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I I this is something that bothered irked me probably like uh, ten or twelve years ago that somebody mm-hmm. who was very pretentious was like the Truman Show is the greatest movie of all time. I said oh, I must have oh, missed that's it. Crazy. I went back and watched <laughs> yeah. it, and I was like, nope, still sucked. I mean, it has it has an eight one IMDb. It has really it was nominated for a few Oscars. The Truman Show like predicts reality TV. I know real world exists then, but none of the you know nothing mm-hmm. past that exists. It's pre Survivor Big Brother. Like I think it's pretty prescient. The Truman Show. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's the thing. Like everything he makes is sort of relevant. Like then they do Man on the Moon. He's really I don't love that movie, but he's really good in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, me myself and Irene. That's fine. Bruce Almighty. Yeah, yeah, but I think he's a. Uh, Eternal okay. Sunshine's really good. Uh, yeah, I think that that's another overrated one, but I know people like that. It is overrated, um, but okay. it's very good. Okay, but now, but okay, so now we're gonna go drive the car off the cliff here in two thousand. After okay, so we have Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind and a series of unfortunate events, uh, and then I let me give you the the follow up here. Now after two thousand four. Fun with Dick and Jane, the number twenty three, Horton Hears a Who, mm-hmm. Yes Man. Yeah. I love you, Philip mm-hmm. Morris, a Christmas Carol. Uh the uh he appears on the office, Mr. Popper's Penguins. One of the one of the worst one of the worst office episodes. Uh you know, he basically uh then he shows up in twenty thirteen in the incredible Burt Wonderstone. Not he's great. In, he's in Anchorman he two. It's a much worse sequel. Yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah, I think he's that's and a, then he a, shows up in yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog in 2020. So he has like 15 years of like, what did he do? Well, okay, but what is what is Sandler's great films the last 15 years? Yeah. Just on and, and and um, I think I'm being a look. I, th- I think that he had, uh, did have like uh, some uh, like uh, I, I don't know exactly. I have to go on Wikipedia. I, I do believe that he has and like, his some, TV shows bad some, by the but way. I, I do believe he has like some stuff going on in his personal life. Uh, just uh, as we're we're only For sure. talking about his career versus Adam but, Sandler. But yeah, he's basically done nothing since 2014. It's since mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber Two, except he's in he's in the Sonic the Hedgehog, which was a mess. And and now he's in that kidding show, which I tried to watch and is not terrible, mm-hmm. but like you shouldn't be in a show that forgettable if you're Jim Carrey on Showtime or whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I listen, if you're weighing if you're waiting it, Sandler's been in so many more bad movies. Mm-hmm. Sandler's been in so many atrocious movies. But I mean, I, the thing is, you like Sandler better than Carrie. Not you, like all yeah. of us. I think he's yeah. just a more likable, rootable person. Yeah. So, yeah, he but neither of them, neither of them have ever like it would be a really big deal if either of them ever won like a big award, right. like, won an Oscar. Yeah. And just to speak to that, uh, that he uh, had his uh, wife uh, who he dated Jenny McCarthy and uh, then they were together through 2010 and in 2012 uh, that he had met uh, an- another woman and. Uh, she ended up uh, being uh, she. She ended up committing suicide, a drug overdose. So that's a very sad story. That's in tw- that's in 2015. Um, mm-hmm. But like, the, the, but his career for many years prior to that, even is uh, I don't know. Takes like he tries to be serious. He's done more serious roles than the Sandman. Uh, he's also next January, not this coming January, going to turn sixty. Yeah. So I don't know if I don't know if like, uh, you know, the award is still there, if he's still going to be carrying a lot more movies or if he wants to, because the guy's probably made a billion dollars. Yeah. Oh, boy. Peppa Pig music. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Mailbag number 98. Akiva, very excited to have a guest with us back on the mailbag. Wow. Look at this. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, it's fun to have a guest on the mailbag sometimes. People get sick of us. I don't know. Sure. Okay. And we have a guest here, and he actually won a spot on the mailbag. I don't know why. I feel like, uh, uh, it was so long ago that we weren't even in lockdown when he won a spot oh on God. the mailbag. I think that it was Well, we probably... were in lockdown, but they, they weren't in <laughs> lockdown, Rob. Yeah. I'm trying to think that this was probably... What was it even was it 2019 even when this happened? I'm not sure. It might have been early 2020, but uh here he is, of course, a star of the Wandoff and much more. Here is the great Corey B is here. Corey, how are you? Hey Robin Akiva, doing great. Uh it's been quite the journey to get to this point, mm-hmm. as you've pointed out. Uh and uh I've I've had to to fight some uphill battles. I know Akiva, you might not remember this, but you were claiming that you were, did not agree to me winning a spot on the mailbag, but I overcame my adversity, and here I am. Yes. Okay. Was it a constitutional crisis to get you here today, Corey? Well, this was pre-constitution, but... Uh, That's how but, long ago it was. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure, anyway. 1775. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, Corey B. was the person who came up with the official catchphrase of Rob Nakiva Need a Podcast back on January 25th, 2020, <laughs> uh, um, um, a time gone by, January 2020, uh, a few ping pong balls short of a fishbowl, the catchphrase of Rob Nakiva need a podcast he was promised a mailbag spot and so here he is some seven months later (laughs) the world was uh such a different place back then yes the world certainly few ping pong balls short (laughs) of a fishbowl and now here is are we gonna say that more today 
Rob, are we going to say that more today than we have the last seven months, though? This was like when Sean Falconer had the bot go through everything we ever said on the Seinfeld uh, post-show recap, and we realized that we Mm -hmm. had said Elaine's name less than the other guys in the core four, so we just had to keep saying Elaine, 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 to make up for it. So today, we'll have to make up for that Corey B. Absolutely, and uh, I I apologize to the people on the Renap subreddit for... uh, uh, there's there's actually a spot on the uh, on the bingo list that says the show's catchphrase is not used. So yes. sorry if I break anybody's bingo by being. Is that on the too meta today. for us to mention no, well, the, the I, bingo I think board? You while we're... explain it. Yeah, there's a there's a user on the subreddit that posts a a bingo board. So it's um, new every week. It's a new it, bingo it card every way. episode. Look, I thought not, it was the I'm same not... one every week. It looks that way. I'm not claiming to be uh, an insider on the subreddit. I, you know, trying to keep my distance a little bit, but I, I think that uh, it looks like. I mean, the post title says I missed last week because it was my birthday, but I'm back. So interesting. I think they're right. trying to do a weekly. Well, one. I don't want to look at it and then be able to then ruin the game if people are playing along. I think there should be like five bingo games that end up get, getting made, and then you pick one and then you play it. It's like, uh, what's the fun of one person's bingo? Yeah, I could see that. Maybe maybe we need to uh we need to workshop that with them. Everybody should get in their own bingo card before the episode in the thread. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I think though. uh <laughs> Hey, yeah. I didn't make the game. <laughs> it's uh it's Elfie Selfie on Reddit oh, was Elfie the one Selfie. that did this. I love them. Elfie Selfie. Rob, yeah. can we can we sort of throw it though? Can we make a card and then like intentionally just say the stuff that is on the mm-hmm. board? Because we, yeah. we can really throw it. Well, we that. should be banned. We should be banned uh from that. Corey B, <laughs> I, I just that we selected a few ping pong balls short of the fishbowl, but it does seem <laughs> as though Forget the mustard, it's karate time ended up mm-hmm. being sort of like uh in a Darwin sense. Uh, used much more. Where where did we go wrong with a few ping pong balls short of a fishbowl? You know, during the episode, I remember being constantly shocked that it kept winning. Like, it seemed like it was a real underdog story that it made it to the end. Uh, so I think that Forget the Mustard is Karate Time. I can't remember exactly when it got eliminated, but obviously it won the uh, the hearts and minds of the fans. And, and I'm willing to accept it. I mean... It was I want memorable. To, I, yeah. Yeah. I wanted to stay. I want a few ping pong short. <laughs> I can't even say it. A few ping pong balls short of a fishbowl. I want that to be the official catchphrase yeah. still. But I mean, I mean, it's not the fan favorite and I, I can accept that. So Akiva, you know where I went wrong? And I, I will, mm-hmm. people say, might say like, Oh, Rob does not admit when he was wrong. And I think that I <laughs> was very, you know, uh, frustrated. I'm like, these are so stupid. These are all stupid and dumb. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I said, what are we doing here with? Uh, f- catch me with that Sunday milk and mm-hmm. forget the mustard is karate time. Like, this is just nonsense, but really. I think I was in that moment looking at this more of this is the tagline to the show mm-hmm. as yes. opposed to a catchphrase. Catchphrase, the catchphrase yes. didn't need not be representative of the show where that the, the many catchphrases from different TV shows don't necessarily encapsulate the show in the catchphrase. So you're saying that should we do it again now? Like, are we retconning that? Forget no, the mustard, no karate time rec- actually but won. I feel like Bye, a, a few ping pong balls short of a fishbowl <laughs> is like a great uh, on the movie poster for yes. Robin Akiva. If we sell t shirts ever, Rob, 
I think yes. that's the t-shirt, not yeah. a few yeah. ping pong balls short of a fishbowl. A few ping pong balls short of a fishbowl. Like, that would be great for, like, the bottom of the poster. That that makes sense. That's, like, the yes. tag of the podcast. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the catchphrase, I think, ultimately ended up being, forget the mustard, it's karate time. I'm with you there, yeah. Yes. So, great catchphrase uh, ended up uh, being formed. Great tag also, Corey B. And thank you so much for being here for the mailbag. Absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm here. Okay. Corey B., do you, do you have any thoughts on recent episodes of Robin Akivanita podcast? Oh. Yeah, I I uh I really did enjoy the the question one, the mm-hmm. uh the classic Robin Akiva banter. I will say uh I guess I'm technically not allowed to say that I appreciate you guys without guests cuz I believe I'm breaking the streak of you guys not having guests mm-hmm. on your on your episodes. So uh but but I did appreciate the uh the classic feel to that one. Yeah. Okay. Good. Would you like to hear a Laffy Taffy joke, Corey B? I would love to. What, what flavor? What flavor do you yeah. want? Okay. Um, you know, I know this is a hot take, but I my favorite Laffy Taffy flavor is banana. Okay. No, I don't think that's a hot take. At Laffy that's Taffy tweeted slide. this week that their favorite flavor is banana, too. Okay. okay. All right. Here we go. A Laffy Taffy joke for Corey B. What kind of tree likes to give high fives? Ah. <laughs> And I'm not sure. Palm trees. <laughs> nailed it. Yeah, it's great. That's great. Nailed, they nailed it. Okay. Corey, what have you been up to? Do you, that, uh, you're, you're a podcaster now, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I am. Uh, some other Wandoff folks and I are, are uh, hosting a podcast called Wombat Water. Yes. And uh, doing some crazy stuff there. Yeah, you guys are doing crazy stuff. Like uh, that, I, I know it started, and you were t- doing taste tests with bottled water, but now you're into Animal Crossing. Yeah, we we just released an entire um, audio narrated Survivor season within Animal Crossing, and we have another one that we haven't edited yet. Yes, um, which I'm not looking forward to um Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's going to be great but i'm not looking forward to editing it um and we actually are still kind of juggling both formats like we're actually i think it's next week we we got uh survivor contestant gabby pescuzzi on and we're going to drink some uh some sparkling water this time so we're not deviating very far from the original Mm. format but uh but sparkling opens up a whole you know, a whole variety of options for the podcast. So okay. will you include White Claw in there or is that a different category? I feel like that that's uh, uh there was no alcohol in this one, but I, I do think that's a good opportunity in the future uh, mm-hmm. for feeling a little bold okay. for sure. Akiva, do you know anything about the Animal Crossing? I think that people have uh, pitched some version of Robin Akiva learned about Animal Crossing. Do you need a switch for that? I don't have a switch. I don't really play video games. Yes. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Do you, do you uh, have a switch? You do need a switch. Yeah. I don't, but I feel like that we can still learn. I don't know if we necessarily need to be owning a Switch. I, like, I'm sure that there are people, right, Corey, that have a Switch that would be able to design the Robin Akiva world if that was something that we wanted to do. Absolutely. And uh, it's it would definitely be more of a video thing. But if we walked through Animal Crossing with you guys in a podcast, I could, I could stream it. Um, as necessary, I've got a capture card that I could use, and so does yeah. uh, Karen from Canada, one of the co-hosts. So. Because I, I got to be honest, I don't really get it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard, right? I feel like you can't 
really fully get it until you're playing it. At least mm-hmm. that's the impression that I've gotten. Like, yeah. it doesn't really make any sense because most people are used to games having a purpose and you kind of just make your own yeah. in Animal Crossing. And, and that's, it's definitely different. But <laughs> like, once you get into it, it's kind of hard to put it down. I remember way back when, when, um, I was in the early days of Rob's podcast on Facebook. It used to be that people used to play all these games on Facebook and mm. people would play like, Farmville, Akiva, do you of remember course. this? Who doesn't all? remember Farmville? I never played yeah. it, but obviously Farm- every everyone's yeah. And then Farmville, it. and you'd be like, "Hey, everybody, uh, I need some turnips at my farm." And I'm like, <laughs> "What? Is, what is wrong with these people? What is wrong with these people in their <laughs> virtual farm?" And they're asking for like v- virtual money for things, and that's what this sounds like. To be clear, though, in Animal Crossing, you don't grow the turnips; you buy them and then sell them on the stock market um, to to earn profits. So mm-hmm. it's a little different. Yeah. And then, what's the point, Corey? Uh, great question. I mean, the point is to have a an awesome island, and you uh, build your house bigger and get lots of items, and you know, our our friend Josh Wiggler just made an an island completely themed. Uh, mm-hmm. After Lost. Yes. And I believe that that probably took him an insane amount of time to complete. But yeah. uh, you kind of just make your own mission. Okay. All right. So I don't think Akiva is that uh, interested. I don't have it. So I feel like it would be tough. I feel like I, it's pretty slow, I think, also to do. Like, I don't think you could, like, really get a lot of stuff done during the, you know, mm-hmm. 45 minutes we were talking about it. I also think it was like three okay. months ago. It was pretty hip. Now I'm not sure, like, how in it is anymore. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's losing steam a little bit. I would say that you just have to have the right format. And I think for the podcast, that's where we right. would struggle a little bit. All right. Scrap that. All right, Corey. <laughs> Do you have an idea for us? Well, I was, I, I, I can't, you know, I'd be remiss not to say this. I was on the hook to make you guys a to tell the truth game. Yes. Um, and what happened? Nobody wanted to do it. I didn't get enough it. responses. I, I, I put a poll out there. And there were some really great people who I really would love to have on, uh, on the episode, but there just weren't Do enough. You want to try people. again? There's plenty of people willing to be in the imposter. Now we're talking we about it on the episode. Yeah. Now it's not just. On you want to want to try again? Yeah, we'll retweet we it on Monday. Put, yeah, we should do that. Let's 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 do that. We can let's see if this picks up steam again because I have some great people who you know, but it just wasn't enough for a full show. So hopefully, if we get the on-air exposure we can yeah Corey, can you explain the idea people. of what you're looking for yeah absolutely so so basically the idea of to tell the truth is that you have someone that just has like an interesting character trait so maybe they have a really crazy story or they have an interesting occupation or just just something that makes them really unique and, and almost not necessarily unbelievable but something that most people can't say and then they'll come up to you and akiva during the game um you'll hear them and you'll hear two other people, either one or two, um, that the actual show has two, and they're the imposters. And the imposters are actually trying to pretend like they're that person. So the goal of To Tell the Truth is for you guys to guess which one is actually the person with the interesting character trait um, and pick them out from the two people who are lying. Hmm. Okay. So we have to determine and ask questions to both people to figure out which person is the actual person with whatever that job or characteristic or experience is. Uh, yeah, exactly. And then you guys will learn points and try to try to see who does the best. Okay. And how do people end up responding that they want to be a part of this? 
Yeah, I had a Google form that I tweeted out. Um, I'll, I'll reevaluate that just to make sure it wasn't too complex. But uh, really, the, the main thing that I would need is the people with the interesting story. I think it'll be easy enough to get some imposters. But um, if you have an interesting story, definitely find that that form. We'll, we'll tweet it out again. Uh, but that, that'll carry the whole thing. So we definitely need those people first and foremost. Corey, what would be your interesting story? Oh gosh. Um, the, I, I have a really just easy story that I always tell on like icebreakers, which is that like, um, hopefully this is not too weird, but I have a dent in my ear. Um, that, that happened because before I was born, I had my finger over my head wrapped around my head and it just grew around my finger. So I just have like this weird. You had your finger this, around your head. Yeah. It was like over the top of my head. And then my finger was like in like, in where my ear should have been growing. So it just made this little dent in my ear. It's interesting. Sorry, I that's that probably super weird. Yeah. But that's just what I always say. That's just my go-to. Mm-hmm. Is that true though? It's that's, Yes, it's absolutely true. Akiva, are you buying this? I buy it. I, I mean, I don't hear two other stories that we could sort of hear and think that one of them's a lie. Mm-hmm. Well, what would yours be, Rob? Uh, my, well, I think that anybody that's listening, I think that probably knows enough about me to know what my uh, interesting stories are. I don't think I have any mm-hmm. left. <laughs> no interesting stories left. We might have to do one of the lies. Yeah. So you, You'd have to just say what you had for dinner the other night or something. Something really mundane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let, let me think about that and I'll come in with something if we uh, get to this episode. All right. Akiva, what do we have in the mailbag? Oh, so uh, I figured, you know, we've done enough work for today. Let Corey, I sent Corey oh. some ideas and he can uh, he can read the mailbag. I will say last week I said any um, any people who pitched ideas in the RHAP patron discord, we would give priority to those. So some of the ideas are from there. Then some are pretty, uh, you know, from our normal uh, renap at robiswebsite.com. Uh, email address that people sent in. So we've got ideas from both places. Okay. All right. Yep. Corey, what is in the mailbag this week? By the way, Kiva, yeah. did you see uh, the uh, boy band <laughs> Photoshop of the boy band that is myself, you, Brian Cohen, and Puya called the mailbag? Yes. Although, I don't know. I feel like Puya would have been higher on the list of people that... Uh, you know, they wanted to see shirtless. He's the only one wearing a shirt, if I'm not mistaken. Interesting. Yeah. But yes, I did. Yeah, I think we were just photo. Our faces were photoshopped on. So whatever band, you know what band that originally was that we're just no our idea. Faces stuck? No, no idea. I didn't really think about no. it. But uh, yeah, that guy's a never nude. I guess the mm-hmm. yeah that was funny. Should we do it? Should we should, should we, we do make what? a boy band now? Make How? make a boy band. How or do a man we do band. it? How do we make a boy band? Yeah, it could be the sequel to the Song of the Summer. Yeah, like he he writes songs for us and then we record them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like be the song of the winter. <laughs> I know I I particularly have history with writing a parody song of of a boy band song for the Wandoff. So, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> um but Corey, what would we do? Would that would like somebody write the song like hypothetically Will from America writes the song and then we're recording the, our parts of the song? Yeah, we'd have to come up with the harmonies and you guys would have to record it. I mean, Akiva, you're going to sing a song? Yeah, of course. I'm, I mean, I'm in look, a boy. I, I would love to be in a boy band. Hmm. Look, you got you got. I mean, they'd have to auto tune me a lot, Rob. I yeah. don't have a good. I don't have a good voice. Hmm. Look, auto tune goes a long way these days. Yeah, we mm-hmm. make it work. 
Okay. All right. Maybe. <laughs> I, I'm just still right, not convinced fine. of like what the podcast we'll is. We'll put it in the wheel waiting room. Wheel waiting room. Okay. All right. Cool. Corey, let's uh, kick off the mailbag this week. Sure. Absolutely. So yeah, we're going to dig into some uh, ideas posted on Discord first. Um, this one is from... These are called Mr. Crisp. Um, it's Rob and Akiva crash the stock market. So... The last game night episode, they said Brian uh, mentioned an idea like this. They said Rob, Rob and Akiva both invest $10 on Cash App. Cash App allows users to buy as little as $1 of stock in many companies. So Not product placement for Cash App. Uh, uh, yeah, not that I'm aware of. I'm, I'm just reading this event, so maybe it is. But <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so basically, you guys can break, in, break your $10 up into 5 to 10 companies and then... Essentially, there's two parts. The first part where they draft the companies and the second part where you guys actually uh, see who did the best and, and sort of talk through it. It looks like I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of skimming and summarizing here, but that's, that's essentially the gist of it. Hmm. Okay. Akiva, what do you think about this idea? I don't think anyone will care and I don't think it's interesting. Yeah, I saw that when we were talking about last week, if there was any skill you could learn, and then with that, I had said, like, okay, it would be great to sort of, like, uh, know the stock market, know investing, and then also, we talked about that, uh, day trading, great skill to sort of, like, know everything about. Brian <laughs> Cohen had tweeted that he seemed upset that, oh, I just suggested that, and they said they didn't want to do a podcast about it. I think there's a difference between what I, a skill I would like to have and then what would be a good podcast. I would say, too, that... Right, uh, yeah, no, we want to we wanna snap our fingers, Corey, and become day traders. We don't want to, like, learn it on a podcast. <laughs> right, right. And if we do, we want to be trading millions, not, like, $1 on Cash App. I always you think know, that People the, won't be the, invested uh, if we're investing a dollar. The appeal of stocks to me is that you play them. Like I, I do, I do think that's the one thing missing from like a theoretical stock market idea is that I don't think people want to watch you do it as much as they would want to do it themselves. I think that's the appeal of the stock watch in the Big Brother format that RHIP does is that you yeah. get to play. Um, I have no idea how we would make something like that work, and it okay. couldn't be with real stocks. But I well, do think that would be the direction I'd want right, to go. Corey, let me let's build on this. Okay. Okay. So what do you think about some sort of a Renapdex stock index? Okay. Could there be could there be things that are on the Renap stock market, and we have some sort of a field of experts, maybe Brian Cohen is part of this think tank that is updating the rates weekly of the price index, could be famous people, things, stocks in this, these, these equities, Akiva, are going up and down every week, and we'd have some sort of an index to track them. So give an example. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> oh, so it's it's things that we're plugging to sort of, but can we pump and dump? Uh, can we? Uh, we could <laughs> laffy taffy, yes. You know, that yeah. just things that come up on the podcast. There could be some sort of an index. Uh, I guess this is sort of like in the LFC Stockwatch game of things go up, things go down based on events happening in, in the world. Yeah, it it actually reminds me of the bingo card a little bit. Hmm. Just uh, things that you expect to happen or don't happen or, or, or common subjects and you kind of just play off of how well they're doing on the show. Any interest, Uncle Kiwi? 
I think there's something there uh, if someone wants to like make it. I don't know how to track this stuff. Like, how do you track how Whoopi Goldberg's doing? Well, I don't know if it's a Chester-esque Google spreadsheet. I don't know if there's some You'd need some sort of formula. It would be Mm -hmm. like quarterback rating or QBR, but for celebrities and things. Okay. If somebody has a mind for this and has a take on it, I think that this would be very interesting to have some sort of a Renap equity sort of marketplace. Yeah, I like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's something there. Mm-hmm. We do. We need like a nerd. We need a nerd to 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 run this though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something could like go sky high. Or- something this value could just completely just crater. Be fun to and update. You have to be careful on news. the new subjects too. Yeah. yeah, it would be fun. We could check the Renap stock market every week. Yeah, That's fifty-two for sure, week high for you know whatever laffy taffy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like Laffy Taffy would have skyrocketed. We could do the like three. Yeah. We do like we do like three Matthew Perry uh, things in a row, and then we sell it when it's at a tight. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. all right, you know. Oh, are you guys going to try to short your own stock market? We'll play with the that, system. Yeah, I don't want to get you know <laughs> go to jail or anything. Like, like intentionally that. do three SEC Matthew involved, Perry yeah. Yeah. podcasts in a row, and then and then sell all your Matthew Perry stock. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> But look, but we don't want to have to watch cats uh, extra times or anything like that. So uh, we'll we'll walk a straight line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. And cats would have its own uh, pretty volatile stock history on its own. I'd say. Yeah, I think that the cats uh, equities are in the toilet. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> okay, in the alley. All right. What else, Corey B? Yeah. So another user, just Toxic Panda, asks. Uh, about the IMDb, ba- excuse me, the IMD bags idea. Uh, they said that basically they want this workshopped a little more. And uh, IMD looks- Corey B. That's right, absolutely. That 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 sounds like a better name if we want to go in that route. But uh, yeah, it, it says uh, it also says I really want them to talk about Rob's IMDb because it appears Rob was in some questionably trash movies. Corey, do you prefer Corey or Corey B? Uh, I, I'm I'm fine with either. Corey B is what everyone calls me in in this universe. So you want to keep go with the that. branding consistent. That's right. Got to got to build the brand for sure. Okay. All right, Corey B, because there's no other Corey. I mean, there's there's a there's a couple. Yeah. Okay. But you are the most prolific Corey, right? I I I'd like to think so. Um, but you know, I like in the I, whole I world. Do you think he's the number one Corey? Mm, well, I mean that uh, famously, uh, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, uh, and yeah, from the challenge, uh, you know, yeah, uh, Corey Haim, <laughs> R.I.P. Yes, Corey mm-hmm. Cool. I will not accept any Corys though that do not um, ha- have an E in the name. Oh, interesting. Is that a rivalry? Yeah, it's definitely a rivalry. What about yeah. female Corey C O R I? Do you accept them? Well, well, that's that's okay. I actually, the previous owner of my house, the the woman who owned my house before us, spelled her name K A U R I, um, and that's just not okay. Hmm. Yeah. K U R I. Okay. All right. Uh, famous Corys. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I mean, since we're on the topic, uh, maybe King of the Corys could be a great King of the Corys, <laughs> a great podcast idea. Mm. Corey Monteith, he he, RIP, right? He was from Glee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any athletes that are Corys? 
There's definitely some Corey athletes. Hmm. We got uh, Corey Coleman, the um, the receiver who's like, oh yeah, yeah, okay, but not great. Mm. Yeah, rapper okay. named the Grouch, whose name is Corey. I don't know who that is. Mm. Yeah, uh, Corey Monteith. Yeah, he might be the okay. most. I mean, he's not with <laughs> us anymore. I wonder if he's the most yes. famous Corey though. That was uh, according to famous birthdays. Oh, Corey Lytle. Oh, maybe this but- name is cursed. The name mm. Corey might be cursed. Corey Lytle. I mean, I hope not. Okay. Corey Lytle, uh, this is, uh, Corey Lytle called in to Mike and the Mad Dog to complain that they were being mean to him, which is weir- a weird thing for an athlete to do, like call the radio station and say, like, why are you saying I'm bad? And then, like, five weeks later, flew his plane into, like, the Upper West Side, into, like, a building. All right. All oh right. Yes. Corey Lytle. Okay. Mm. All right. So, uh, what, what's the take on IMDb? What do well, they want to do? They want you guys to keep workshopping it, but then the the little twist at the end was uh, talking about Rob, your IMDb specifically. Mm-hmm. They they really called out your your previous appearances here. Yeah, um, that could be like roast of Rob material. Uh, though, yeah, yeah, as much as it could be IMD bags. Sounds super fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure when we talked about that, Rob's you... IMDb a lot, but yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, that's Corey true. Height. Corey Hart, the guy sunglasses at night or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Corey uh, Hart, the baseball player. I mean, player. he's listed as the twenty seventh most famous Corey on. No, nah, he's top ten for sure. Famous birthdays. Yeah. A lot of YouTubers. Wow. A lot of YouTubers and TikTokers named Corey. Yeah, I I noticed that. Um, There's a trending topic on Twitter that said R.I.P. Corey a couple oh, months ago, and Corey Kluber. Yeah, he's, he's going up there. He's not super famous yet, but he's a very good pitcher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's a full episode, Corey Spee. Sorry. Yeah. I don't we think did a lot of IMD bags in this episode. So, uh, yeah. that, right. d- d- it's look. more fun when it comes up when we're like, all right, we don't love this movie. Let's go on IMDb for a half hour than just like making it a full episode. Yeah. Oh, Corey Stoll. All right. He's a person who exists. Yeah. He was in <laughs> House of Cards, Strigoi. All right. Yeah. You know, you know something Ooh. crazy. Um, there is, I, I learned this the other day. There is another Corey Blake Burrow in the world. And I just thought that was insane. He lives in New Zealand. I thought I was the only one, mm-hmm. but, uh, but there's another one like, like Rob. Are, are there other Rob Sesterninos? Yeah. There actually there? is another Rob Sesternino. And, uh, oh, the, that's right. I think I remember this now. Yes. So I think there actually might be. Two, I think that this might be like a another Rob Sestrino and another, and like a senior and junior, and uh, that one one of them was the star of a viral video uh, from I believe 2018 or 2019, uh, where that he is uh, in the armed services and then showed up at his son's uh, karate practice, and then that video of the other Rob Sestrino was then uh, tweeted out by Donald Trump. Uh, that was That's a right. thing that happened. Right. And then, uh, that the other Rob Sesternino, who I really, I, I, that is also, I believe, involved in something, uh, political, but that's, that's not me. I'm the only Akiva Wieneker. In fact, there's, uh, spelling the name we spell it, there, there are, um, six, eight, ten, twelve Wienekers. Eleven, sorry. Eleven mm-hmm. Wienekers. Uh, wow. Spell it It's just us. Yes. Yeah. Very easy to Google. Right. Okay. All right. What else? Yep. Um. Let's see. We've got. Uh, we'll do one more from the Discord. 
It looks like, uh, do you guys want, uh, <laughs> Robin Akiva talk to aliens or Robin Akiva create a language? What do you mean Robin Akiva talk to aliens? All right. So, uh, how about Robin Akiva talk to aliens? We get an alien expert to, to walk Robin Akiva through a couple of the more famous alien encounter stories and the conspiracies and events around oh, them. See, first off, that, uh, this scares me. I don't, li- I don't like this, but also Akiva doesn't even believe in aliens. It's spooky. Yeah, um, uh, but maybe this would make me believe if we actually speak to one. Hmm. I mean, yeah, we could I mean, book an alien on the podcast. We'd get some. But dude, this dude doesn't sound like way. we're t- we're speaking with aliens. It seems like we're finding out about like close encounters with aliens. I think speaking mm-hmm. with an alien would be great if you guys could swing that. Hmm. I mean, oh, but you guys if already. There is an alien help. listening, and you want to be shy. Full anonymity, we we guarantee. <laughs> okay, so tell me what that. the idea is. Tell me what the idea is, because it sounds like it's a lot of different things. Yeah, well, it, it's just uh, it's just an alien expert. An alien expert walks you guys through. Do we have said alien, alien expert, or we have to find them? I think based on the Discord conversation, that was the uh, that was the the potential downside. So I think I think we're missing the alien expert so far. Okay, all right. So somebody is looking for an alien expert and wants us to find them and interview them. Yes. Hmm. Okay. All right. Correct. I guess if somebody's an alien expert, I mean, let a, shoot us a message. Need a podcast. I mean, I was going to say, you guys already did ALF. So, um, yeah. There's that. Yeah. You're saying we're alien experts now? We know all about Melmac? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And... I talked about this on the Love Island podcast uh, this week that uh, alien abduction stories really scare me. Not okay. so much anymore, uh, but I would love know, to now, be abducted right now. I'd be like, yeah, all right, at this fine. point, it's like <laughs> fine. No, anyway. I got out of the house. Hold on, let me get my mask. Uh-huh. Hold on, totally. Um, so that it doesn't bother me as much now, but when I was younger, it used to really freak me out. I mean, I wasn't super sold on this idea, but if alien stories freak you out i actually think that gives it more merit yeah look Um, if somebody is the alien expert and can put together the stories i mean i don't want to get visited by men in black or anything like that although then chester could uh you know sing the theme song (laughs) (laughs) Corey, as a music fan would you rather have every single song in the world exist, but be sung and performed by Alexander Chester, or have uh, every single song be the same, but covered by uh, different artists? So, so how does how does the every song is about Chester work? No, not every song is about Chester. Chester performs every single song so, in the world. So one is Chester performs every song, and the other is like all the songs exist, but they're just performed by Chester. Like, what's your favorite song, Corey? Uh, I, I, Rob, I, I'm notoriously anti-favorite. Okay, <laughs> so a popular song. Okay, you can only listen to it, but it's performed by Chester, or all of the artists exist. But they all sing the same song. Uh, do I get to choose the song? Yeah. Okay. Hypothetically, I don't know what I would choose again, but um, and they can all I, yeah, remaster I I, it. Yeah. I think I would take I would take Chester because I mean, in theory, yeah. well, could I cover a song myself? Like, am I how how are how would I be stopped from say making a cover of one of Chester's songs myself hmm. in this universe? 
I guess you could perform it yourself, but you can't like uh, go on the road and and be like uh, the anti Chester competition. Like it probably would have to be illegal, right? Like I could do it in my own house, but yes. if I published it, then the the police would come after me, and I'd have to go into hiding. Yes. And I'm sorry, I, I flesh out scenarios way too much. I apologize. No, this is but, perfect. Uh, You're in the right place. But, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I think I'd still choose Chester um, just for the variety, you know? Okay. And and, it, and it's funny, like, it's, I really enjoy his cover of Men in Black. So who's to say that every single song like that would be a bad thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is that good or is that ironically good or is that actually good? Chester's Men in Black song. I mean, it's, it's, I wouldn't call it ironic, but it's, it's, uh, it's good in a different way. Um, it's like a different form of entertainment. Okay. All right. Corey B, what else do we have? Okay. So we'll skip over to the regular mailbag. Um, we've got a, another game show idea about a show that was short lived on Comedy Central in the early 2000s. This is from Jenny from Washington. So, this show is called Beat the Geeks. Have you guys ever heard of the show? I personally had not. Uh, yes, I've heard of it. It's, uh, it's got a host, three recurring geeks that know a lot about uh, TV, music, or movies. Yeah. And then you've got the guest geek on a specialty topic and then three contestants. So the pitch is that you, uh, you guys, Robin Kiva, you should be two of the geeks, bring somebody else on as the third and fourth, and then have contestants come and try to best you. Uh, sort of like, uh, it kind of reminds me of, it could be like a sequel to the Wind Shut Up Tim's Money in a way. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily love this idea. Like, I feel like that it's, uh, missing some part to make it, uh, a perverse idea in the world of Robin Giving a Podcast. I feel like if it's just straight (laughs) trivia, yeah, Akiva, yeah. Don't don't you feel like that it's missing some element to make it twisted? I agree. I, I agree. We've done so many game shows. Also, like, how does it stand out? It's not a I, the the show is is not su- even though like the name explains what the show is. It doesn't have like any name recognition. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, so I I do think there needs to be another twist. Sometimes we could sort of take a game show, I think, and maybe like tinker it towards us, and that would be better than just like being completely faithful to the original adaptation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, On that note, have you guys ever considered like workshopping your own game show? Hmm. I feel like that it's it's come up at some point, but um, that, that is a very good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know exactly how it would work, but I think it could be interesting with all the game shows we've done already. Hmm. I I like this idea. Do we, is, is the episode we're workshopping the game show? Or offline, do we workshop the game show and then the episode is the game show? That's a good that question. I feel like both could be good, could be good podcasts. Um, but hmm, I'd have to think about that. Hmm. I think I feel like workshopping it, we'd want to hear that. Oh boy. Yeah, that's tough. Okay, so that's what it should be. I think that we should workshop the game show and then does it go on the wheel after? That would make or sense. Or is it so two like weeks a two in a parter. row? Or, yeah. or I don't two think it's two weeks yeah. in a row. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe it's a two-parter. Maybe if it comes up, like one week we think of it, and then the next week uh, we we play it. Okay. But is that a full? Let, let me ask you a question. Is that a full episode, Rob? Do you know what I mean? I think it could be because hmm. I think we would t- the episode would be 
that people are pitching us on game show ideas and or elements and then we're sort of like okay let's keep that put that to the side or maybe that's part of round one so people are telling us the things that they want to be in this game show and then we're picking and choosing the things that we want and trying to figure out what the concept is are we going to want to be the hosts i think so I feel like that that's probably the better way to go. Maybe we can sort of figure out a way for it to be structured where we can both have parts of the hosting, like when we did Rob Nikita or Pointless. Mm-hmm. What if we were the host, but we also played? Well, how would that, that work? Yeah. I'm not Funny sure. Like someone else makes the questions. <laughs> I'm not yeah. sure. I Maybe prefer when we're able to be, you know, hosting and then also like in control of moving things along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As opposed to have, letting Chester just make up the rules and mess up the game. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like being a bystander on the podcast. Well, it makes sense. You guys just workshopped th- in theory an entire game show and then you're done to turn over the reins to somebody else, even though you guys are the ones with all the knowledge. So I'm it, for it does, it does make sense. Putting this on the wheel post episode 100. I like oh, it. Well, wh- what is, what's it waiting for? Why do you need it? Why does it need to wait two weeks? I mean, I'm not disagreeing. Well, you want to just workshop in your brain more? First off, it's ineligible to go on the wheel this week. And oh, then okay, fair enough, epi- fair. It's episode 98. Then next week will be episode number 99. We know what episode 100 mm. is going to be. Yeah. So I guess I, you- so I like this. So is it the first two-part episode, maybe, where if it comes up, that's the next two weeks of the show? Hmm. But I then, think like, what's the mailbag? Let, let, I say let people wait for it. Put it back on the wheel when it's yeah. done. Okay, fine. Yeah. I could be oh, talked okay, out so of it, but I say let's, let's say, okay, so the game no, no, show no, is built. I think that's smart. I think that's smart. Then put it, it goes down the wheel. Um, I think that's good. I, I like this idea. Corey, you just came up with this in the second? I did. Okay. I mean, I mean, that was good. Based, that on, was good. based on Jenny from Washington's idea, I'll give her some credit, too. All right. Okay. All right. So there we go. All right. It's going on the wheel. Robin Akiva wow. builds a game show. All right. You got anything else, Corey B? It looks like uh, we have, other than that, just a couple of uh, of suggestions for uh, the Copy Movie Diaper and Season 3, Episode 7. There was somebody, uh, Danny Katie, I believe, uh, who pitched Robin Akiva do Season 3, Episode 7 of Cash Cab and sort of like play along with it. I know we've pitched the idea of playing along with shows before yeah. in the past. No, too many game shows now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, and... Uh, also, someone wanted you guys to add the live Mario and Luigi and Street Fighters to the crappy movie diapers. That's hmm. Joy Davis. What do you think of that, Uncle Kiwi? Well, we could we could do that and then maybe tank the Mario stock and then sell the Mario stock. To the <laughs> stock yeah, the live Mario and Luigi. I think that they're just like uh, <clears throat> I don't way, know, like the Bob Hoskins uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. I think, yeah. Um, I don't. I can't recall who's in it. There, it, it's uh, it's pretty awful. So, I, I mean, I think it would be good for for the crappy movie diaper. Mm-hmm. I, I have to say, I just uh, on a tangent. While we're talking about Mario and Luigi, um, Luigi absolutely does uh, have a personality. Yes. Just wanted to th- wanted to put that. Yes, I'm sure I you got guys a heard lot that of already. feedback on that. Yeah, one. I just want to say that. Uh, did you know a couple of years ago it was the year of Luigi? In fact, like I, did, he was, I did not know that he was the star for for a year there, and then and then he got 
demoted again. Okay. Well, at least he had a year in the sun. What was it? 2019 yeah, yeah. was the year of Luigi? Uh, what year was the year Is of Luigi? Is 2020 the year of Bowser? It, it should be. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's taking yeah. over. And ne- next year... Next year is all about Yoshi. I'm calling it. Well, th- there is a guy Masato named Yoshi. Doug Bowser Maybe. is his name. I think he just took over Nintendo yes, in America. Yes. So yes. I mean, it kind of is the year of Bowser. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We. I think we talked about that on News AF. Oh, nice, nice. Okay. The year of Luigi was back in 2013. Uh, I feel like that was only like a year or two ago, but apparently it was a while back. Okay. All right. So we are uh, going to have uh, we have one more idea. Yeah, uh, this one is more of of, uh, of a suggestion for the hundredth episode. Yes. Um, if there's any way mm. to do this is this is from Sarah. She said, "Is there any way to get a live element for the hundredth episode uh, so that fans can watch the show as you record it? It's always super good to have live stuff in the patron groups. Thought it would be a fun way to celebrate with the community as well as for this fun achievement." Okay. Akiva, I know there are going to be recorded yeah. parts of the 100th episode. Do you want to f- be on video to react to them live, or do you not have that kind of a setup? I have that setup. The only thing is, it it would have to really be edited. I mean, I guess if people are watching it live, fine, but there will be a lot of how the sausage gets made and downtime, I think, based on how it's mm-hmm. going to work compared to a normal episode. It's like, we're listening to stuff, then they're... I, it's a little I mean, trickier than, than, a, than a the, standard the, episode. The computer? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But okay. I but I just don't know what they're like looking at half the time. They're just like looking at our faces. How you know about what I mean? This? There's let's, not let's a lot look. of like visual cues. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with what live podcasts typically look at, but it will mostly be just looking at our faces. Okay, fine. If people <laughs> really want to look at our faces, then I feel bad for them. At least yeah. my face, but sure. Yeah, I mean, Akiva, are you going to be laying no down problem. for this one? Mm-hmm. No, I will. I will. I will stand up. Forget about sit down. This is the hundredth episode. I'll stand up. <laughs> like I'll I don't know if you've ever seen any video of a podcast before, but that's kind of all it is. <laughs> I'm just saying, compared to even a normal episode, there might be less to sort of fixate on than normal. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, no, I, I have no problem with that if, if that's what the people want. All right, why don't we look into? Uh, we have two weeks to figure this out to see sure. if that's going to be. Well, a I, thing. I want we sort of Rob. We sort of need to talk about episode 100 this week because if you remember, as you pointed out in episode 99, we need to spin a wheel, right? Yes. Now we already know what the longer part of episode 100 is, but almost think of that as like, even though it's going first, that's like the mailbag. That's the part that's always there. We need to spin an episode 99 wheel for something we're going to do in episode 100. Is that correct? Um, potentially, or we're going to spin the episode 99 mailbag to figure out what we're doing in episode 101. All right. I, I don't want to get, I don't want to like get uh, all like the gotcha people here, but you were indignant that we have to spin a wheel in episode 99 when we discussed this. And when I said 101, you're like, no, 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 no. It's for episode 100. Um, we have to have like, what would the second section be? I mean, uh, the, I think I said again that this could be gotcha material. That I felt like that there could there could be an element to uh, the one hundredth episode. I think I thought that was where we landed. That could be part of a wheel spin that we were talking about mm-hmm. in episode number one hundred so, wheel. All right, but since we have to spin next week, do we have any ideas for like what we would do? We're just going to wheel jam the 100th episode for 100% of the spots and spin the wheel. Like, that's just who's what I that figured you guys We could do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, we don't have to be do embarrassed that. about it. 
the thing I was thinking is like, what if we put long running ideas that we haven't done on the episode 100 sort of, I don't know if you'd call it a wheel or whatever, but like cats or scum or things that we always joke about. Um, How long is the hundredth episode going to be? Four hours? Well, that's what I'm thinking. That's my only problem is that it's so long. So I don't, I don't know. It could be something short. Like, well, how long, like if let's say we watch scum, which is 15 minutes to watch and we do like a five minute review of scum. That would be, you know, I don't think that would make the episode much longer. Okay, but so do you want a wheel of those sorts of things? I think so. I think next week it'll be small. There might only be, you know, like there might only be three, four ideas that we come up with. Please submit me Mm -hmm. sort of things that we always talk about but haven't done that won't take forever to podcast about. So maybe cats shouldn't even be there unless you want to do a five minute cast review. I definitely do I not want to watch a two hour movie to talk right. about for five minutes. So not a, I also think not cats a would be controversial. It'd yes. be skirting the wheel again. Yeah. The the true wheel. That I don't true. need that <laughs> noise. But like scum isn't a terrible idea. What about this? Now this is gonna sound really crazy. Oh boy. Uh so I we got word this week that Royal Rumble two is ready. Yeah. What if that was on the wheel? What if we? What if the hundredth episode is such a big blowout, Rob? That it's mm-hmm. the roast of Robin Akiva, yeah, A.K. the Renappy Awards, which is what it is right now, mm-hmm. plus Royal Rumble two. We're just like throwing finger <laughs> after big, finger, yeah, at okay, in episode one hundred. I thought you want a wheel. So is that those? You're just giving us things that, that are on the wheel, like Royal, just, Rum, yeah, Royal Rumble just, two is but, on the yeah, wheel. Royal Rumble two is yeah. Like could that? Could we put that on the wheel? I, I we could do anything. Because that now that also solves Sarah's idea, Rob. That solves Sarah Sarah's idea, where maybe they watch us live watching the Royal Rumble. Then -hmm. there's something that they could actually Mm -hmm. watch. That's what I was sort of trying to say. Okay. Then there's like a visual of like uh, this wheels for the opener of of the hundredth episode or something. Well, I think it's the closer, but I don't know. That's up to Rob. Yeah. In my head, it's the closer, but I'm not married to that idea. Well, then what? Is there a mailbag in the hundredth episode? Uh, I mean, we're running out of time, but I think in in the there we're is a mail. There's today, definitely a wheel. We're running spin. out of time. No, no, no. In, in I'm the saying episode like, 100. No, we've already made it a four hour episode. I'm saying so. Like there, there is definitely a wheel spin. I don't know if the mailbag is going to be super long, but there is a mailbag. Yeah. Hmm. Are you concerned about there being a uh, a wheel spin in episode number 99 or or a, a wheel spin in episode number 100? No, not 99. The episode 100 is a regular wheel spin. Okay, because it's just for episode one hundred one. So Ninety nine is what we're, what what's that? So you want to have no mailbag segment in episode number one hundred? No, I do. I'm just saying we. It might be quick. That's all I was saying. It might be a truncated mailbag segment because we're we're you know we've we we could do the roast, which who knows how long that is, and then scum, royal rumble, whatever. And so we'll have a mailbag. It just might not be yeah. that long. I don't we're, think you should I'm build it as a roast. I think that you're going to set the expectations uh, a little bit different than what, what they are, so from we, what I understand. So should it be, should we be calling it the Renappy Awards more than anything? I just think that it's the 100th episode the toast? special. Yeah. A 100th episode spectacular. All right. We'll see what the final product is before we name it. The name can come last. Yes. Okay. So um, Royal Rumble uh, yeah. 2, a SCOM episode. And is there anything else? Or should we let know. people so that, that's write in in episode number 99 for yes. when we get to the mailbag next week? Yes. They'll write in. We'll put it straight on. We'll, we'll spin a wheel or maybe a dartboard. I don't know. Dartboard? We'll do something. Do you have a dartboard? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking of... I'll buy it. I don't have a dartboard, but I have the, the dartboard. Plenty with of money? The, um, 
I mean, you know how like the kids will throw. It's like a Velcro dartboard. Yes. I don't know what you'd call it. Yes, the kid, my kids have that. That we could do. Okay, with like the balls that get stuck onto the onto like the paddle. Okay, that's a, like a kitty dartboard. All right, tell you. So, listener submissions to. But are you fine with Royal Rumble being there? And if it doesn't get sure. picked, Royal Rumble will just go onto the regular wheel. But I, I, I will say, not only is Royal Rumble ready, but I sent it to one person to look at, and they said it is great. Great. Okay. Great. The review is it's great. All right. Happy to hear it. Yes, Corey. What else? Uh, th- that was that was it for the for the ideas we had this week. Um, I will say, in terms of the ninety nine wheel. Um, we probably should keep it a wheel if the whole idea is that we want to have a wheel spin every episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I think changing it to a dartboard That's probably right. it could be a wheel. Should, defeats should the purpose. Be, should it be first? I feel like you're, is it like the appetizer of the main course or is it the dessert? You know. Hmm. I think it depends on how technical you want to get. Like if if you're trying to appease the oh, we'll get technical, purists. baby. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. If we're appeasing the purists, then it should be the episode and and. uh and then we stick to the format. But hmm. realistically, that's not what it's going to be. So it's just, it's just how much formality do you want to go through, you know? Yeah. I think that we can have it be sort of a, a little bit of a jam-packed episode. I, I think that that's fine. I don't think we need to sw- sweat this too much. Would we call it like okay. an extravaganza? Yeah. Maybe? 100th episode extravaganza. <laughs> yeah. Of we, have a, we have a whole like celebration. We're going to do... A segment. Then we're gonna have a mailbag. We're gonna spin the wheel. I like. It. I'm excited for that. something that, for everybody. Be good. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So, but we need more ideas for this mini wheel, though. Yeah. I, well, I think we have. How many ideas do you think we need? Like bare minimum four. Okay, so we'll get that. People will will have good ideas this right week. in with like mini, scum and mini Royal ideas. Rumble are, yeah. are there. Okay. Mini Quick ideas because even the Royal Rumble is under a half hour, so it's not super long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So fun size ideas. How about can we can we Perfect. go with like a I like the mini wheel, but can we do uh, the baby wheel instead? I just feel like that's that's better. A baby wheel. Will Mike uh, Bloom yeah. be weirded wheel. out? I mean, that's that's true. He might be. Okay. Baby wheel. All right. Are there any other ideas that we want to talk about? New business. Okay. Uh, take- I got nothing. I was just excited excited that the Royal Rumble two is ready and. Uh, I'm excited for the mailbag spin. Okay, all right. Let's talk about what's coming up. Episode number 99. Somebody text Turk Wendell to listen in next week. Uh, Season 3, episode Mm -hmm. 7 is in the mix. The coin flip is there. Crappy movie diaper uh, is ineligible, Uncle Kiwi? Uh, Yes, ineligible. We just did it this week. We have the People's Choice, The Freakiest Freak, Price is Right, Robin Akiva Need a PR Firm, or actually other things need a PR firm, that's Robin Akiva, Two Men's Are Trash, where we will talk through three different deleted ideas, rejected ideas. We'll have to figure out a way to do one of them. Choose Your Own Renap Venture, Robin Akiva Need a Verdict, The Viral Challenge Tournament, uh, Robin Akiva's a Great Debate, uh, Shark Week. Where we watch season three, episode seven of Shark Tank, and then have a Shark Tank inspired mailbag, which I saw Will from America seemed upset that we had already done this before. 
We had pitched it. I don't think we did it, right? No, we. I mean, we definitely. Oh, you mean that we? Yeah, we took ideas. What that we took listener questions? Yeah. Oh, cares? Yeah. That's. I mean, like we're not planning. We invented that this last week. Spinoffs are trash. Uh, And then for the future, Rob McKeever invented game show. Uncle Keevy, what happened to the all Renatbot inspired mailbag? When was that happening? Oh, so that could be a next week's too, if you want. That we you said that should be a mailbag. If you want, that could be that could be on the mini wheel for episode one hundred. Okay, so or maybe just be a random... the the mailbag ends up being all Renatbot for episode number one hundred. Okay, okay, but is it a tournament? Like, are we are we are we doing one of them? Fine. I, yeah, fine. Um, Episode 100, the Renatbot is the mailbag. I like it. No, okay. I think you nailed it. All right, great. Yeah, I like that too. That's all right, that, that would be a longer mailbag, okay? So instead of it being three things, it's more two things in that, in that scenario. Perfect. Okay? All right. So let's save our settings here as uh, we get ready to spin the wheel for episode number 99. Can you believe it, Corey B? I... I do typically come and uh, join special events right before i get overshadowed so mm-hmm. i do think this this seems pretty apropos Why, for me when to else be, did this happen to you uh i mean i don't know it's just it's just a it's just a general life thing for me uh i i think i do something great and then like the next day something much better happens so uh you know oh, that's no. just that's just me yeah um but but to be fair at least i'd like I'm to hear not, some like, examples of this rob yeah though. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're putting me on the spot now, okay. but uh, all right. Well, I'll how about this? Some. Let's spin the wheel, and if you think of what time like that, then uh, you can tell us after we get through the wheel spin. Okay, okay, sounds good. Sounds right. good. Here we go. Episode number ninety nine. You think like his his parents had kids, and then they had another kid they like better right afterwards, or something like a twin? I'm not sure. Okay, interesting. What came up, Rob? The coin flip. Oh, okay. Which means either myself or. Rock and Rob here is going to yes. pick next week's episode. Okay. I think we've each been able to pick one before. All right. In the past, mm-hmm. yeah. I have flipped the coin and dropped the coin. Do you want to take on the coin flip? I don't think I see I'm I'm podcasting from a room without my wallet. I don't have any mm-hmm. coins handy. I'd have to go into into my room, possibly rustle some coins, wake my wife. So okay. if you have a coin right, or if you ever I, found the coin. I, on see, the- I, uh considering I, I don't leave my house, I don't carry a lot of change on my person. Corey, do you yeah. happen to have a coin? I, I have a CD ROM. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I think I couldn't do much better than that, honestly. I have no coins either. Okay. All right. Should I grab this CD-ROM to flip? Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Do we'll people are CD-ROM flip that it's, that it's not that. a coin? I don't want it to get scratched, but let me go grab this CD-ROM right real quick. How do you define heads and tails on a CD-ROM? It's the uh, the top is heads. Yeah, I think like the part that you could see yourself on is is tails, right? I well, guess that makes the part sense. That's a mirror, yeah, that's I mean blank. the part that is has words on it is heads, and then the part that is a mirror is tails. I would imagine on a CD-ROM. I, okay, I, I could put that I on the next census, Akiva. Is the <laughs> reflective rainbow laser disc side of a CD-ROM is that tails? Okay, I think it's going to be a hundred zero yes, but I'm happy to put it on the <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is not a DVD. This is a CD-ROM. This is not a VCD. Okay? This is... Mm-hmm. Actually, okay. no, this is saying it is a DVD. I'm sorry. I apologize. 
Uh, this is the DVD user manual drivers and utilities for the motherboard of my computer. I ejected this disc because I was trying to rip my wedding video when it was my anniversary a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I found the DVD of my wedding. Okay. And you're trying uh, to rip it. Trying to rip it right up. Yeah. Okay. So wait, is this is this the DVD of your wedding that you're no, flipping? This is the DVD oh, okay. of the X399 motherboard. <laughs> fatality AS Rock. Okay. Oh, it's this fatality. That's uh scary. Okay, Akiva, how about this? Should we lock in with what our uh picks are? Is that interesting? Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Okay. Uh let me ask a question first. Yes. If we're if we're gonna get technical. Can my choice be listener's choice? Hmm. Since that's on the wheel. Corey, can you make a call on that? Uh hmm. That's an it's interesting a wheel question. option. It's 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 the same thing as picking, you know, the great debate. But but let me let me and fire back. Can, can, three more times. Can your choice be Akiva's choice, or could it be Rob's choice? In the same vein, no. He could pick coin. He could pick if he picked coin flip. Then we'd flip the coin again. Mm-hmm. I know. I, There's I, no I, Rob's yeah, choice I, or Akiva's choice on the wheel anymore. Yeah, I guess. I guess. We need to establish the precedent of it is every single wheel spot. Can you eligible? coin flip a coin flip? Yes, you can coin flip a coin flip, but what's okay. the point? He may I as mean, well say, Kiva, just pick for me. Yeah. I would think people's coin. choice is not in the spirit of the coin flip. Then I think we need to we need to lay down what is and what isn't, though. I think that's the that's the that's the scary part <sighs> yeah, of that. Yeah, I road. think the coin flip is basically pick an idea. You're you're picking like a mechanism of that uh, another way of deciding. My uh, my favorite idea is like let people vote on an idea. Mm-hmm. I would say for now, I, but why is that bad? Uh, I. I I feel like people like to know what the episode is coming up next week. Like, let's get the wheels moving. Well, they'll up. know that it's a. They'll know that it's a. It's a vote, and then they'll Look, be able to see. Almost I won't die on this hill. If you really want to make it the people's choice, uh, I'll let you. I'll, Imagine I'll if you, you did die on this hill. Like, how yeah. did Rob go? Well, uh, they had a long argument. <laughs> like, I, about I'm not gonna, you know, uh, <clears throat> give myself a coronary arguing about this. If you really want to do it, but I do not believe that. No, that is the fine. spirit of the coin flip. I'm I'm personally okay, for as fine. much wheel complexity as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I that's I do that's, think we need uh, Aisha's number. That it's best. Yeah, we're gonna have it on speed dial. Aisha's number. Yeah. Here, why don't you tweet out the link? I do. I have Aisha's phone number. Do you want to call oh. Aisha right now? Let's see if she answers. Okay. okay. All we're right. We're gonna ask her. All right. Um. So how how, how are we gonna do this? You're gonna explain the scenario to her. So I'm just I'm just gonna cold call her. Yeah, she, there's nothing Aisha would love more unless she's busy and she won't answer. Okay, and a cold call all right. from you. She probably you know knows if it's an LA number. Okay, all answer, right, because it could be all Rob. Right. So why don't, you want to put the number in the chat? I mean, this I emailed is, it. Okay, to you. you emailed, I emailed it. To it to me. All right, it's a little complicated. I'm just gonna have to call her on speakerphone right. and then put her, hold her phone up okay. to the microphone. Yeah, okay. well, only yeah, but then and she'll know exactly what we're talking about. And do you have a choice right now as you as you call Rob? Yeah, is there I think something... so. I think I know. What, I think I know. Do what you want to say it? You want to say it? I thought well, we were, well, we're calling our well, shot Let's wait until we get closer okay. to. Oh, because you might want to. You might want a people's choice. The maybe I want. Maybe we both want people's choice. Wouldn't that be wild? Okay. okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. 
Well, then let's see, let's see if she's busy. She won't be able to hear you. Okay. Hi, Aisha. It's Robin Akiva. Are you busy right now? No, I'm driving. Okay. All right. That are you? But I'm are, not otherwise busy. Are you able to talk in a safe way that's uh, hands free? Yeah. Okay, Aisha. Can I just give you a quick podcast emergency, and then you could make a quick call and uh, uh, for us, and then uh, not a phone call, but a quick decision, and then get back to driving sure. safely. Okay. Yeah. In the coin flip, which came up on the wheel, is Akiva allowed to select people's choice as his option for if he wins the coin flip? So. I remember this came up recently. The coin flip was used for, I think, the double, the double shot. Mm-hmm. But I don't mm-hmm. believe it should have been, but it seemed to be fine because it wasn't picked. So I would say no. The people's choice should not oh. be used. Okay. Oh. All right. That's what I said That's also. you could coin flip a coin flip. Okay. That, I mean... <laughs> I think the idea of using the people's choice is fun, but I think the way that it's set up, it should not be used. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think it's getting, it's not the way that it was invented to be used. Yeah. yeah. Ask her if you could coin flip a coin flip. Yes. Okay. And then Akiva is asking, can you coin flip a coin flip? What does that even mean? Like can you you like rather than a coin flip? Can I pick coin flip and we flip the coin again? Does he want no, no. and then maybe it's your choice? This, yeah, he he's saying he wants to make his pick for coin flip be also coin flip. That purpose. Yeah, it doesn't even make sense. He's just trying to be difficult. I'm, I'm sorry to bother you with this. No, this is great. This will be my day. Okay. All right, Aisha. Is there anything else that you think we should put on the wheel? Um. I hope the jingles get on the wheel because I have a really good jingle for you guys. Yo, uh, hold oh, on, okay. let me ask Akiva. Akiva, what happened to the jingle mm-hmm. bracket? We we said it was going to be our March bracket this year. Oh, okay. He says not until March. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I sent an idea a couple weeks ago. What? What was it? What was it? Um, it was to um, Robin Akiva unpickle the pilot. You guys pick out three pilots that. Um, from shows that got a season or less that you would totally redo to make them successful. Now we improve the pilot of failed shows. Not a bad idea. We have to pick the right pilots. If you want to help us pick the Pickles pilots, I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely interested. Okay. Pick the pick the pilot off the I'll pile. The okay. Pilot. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, let's let's uh, explore that. Okay. Aisha, thank you so much for answering our question. Okay. Thanks, Aisha. Any Okay. All right. Oh, good. I'm going to save your number now. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Have a great day. All right. Have a great day. Bye, Aisha. Okay. All right. Great. All right. So, so there That's you have it. That's what you want from Aisha, Rob. Writing quick answer. She knew what exactly was going on. Yeah, that she said, was great. You know, gave us a yes or no. I mean, obviously, it would have been much better if she said yes, but whatever. Can't always be right. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So, do, should we say on the count of three, like what we're gonna pick? Okay. <laughs> yes, we should. Well, also, should we first? Should we say? Uh, do you want heads or tails? I want heads. I don't want the reflection that's looking back at me. Okay. All right. I have tails. Okay. <laughs> what is your uh, selection? You want to lock it, lock it in on the count okay, of three? Well, let me, yeah, but I, I'm going to lock mine in, but you can also nix mine if it's too annoying for next week. How about that? 
Okay, fine. I I said I think I have a veto for twenty twenty. No, I'm not going to make you use your veto. I'm just going to say like that's what I want to use. But if you say it's too annoying, sure. All right, I fine, fine. Okay, all right. You want to tell me now? Or we're counting in. We'll count in. Corey, count us down three, two, one. Okay, and then say blast. All right, and then blast. All right, say. three, two, one, go. Great debate. Price is right. I thought you were going to pick great debate. Well, but. I thought we were going to say Corey's is three, two, one, and then you wanted to both say it, and then it was and like five, he didn't five say blast off. I waited pause. for after. He didn't go. say, say blast. You didn't say three, two, one, and then I say blast off. I said three, two, one, blast off. You did not say Corey, blast off. Did I say blast? No. I said every. I you guys didn't hear me. Probably maybe someone was talking to me. I said say yeah. three, two, one, blast off. Check okay. the footage. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So heads. Is Everyone price heard is me right. say blast off. Heads is price is right. You're fine with prices, right? Look, what you you are working with people to get it set up, right? Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah, it's 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 ready. It's just though it's a lot of people. It's a long, you know, uh, it's it's a it's a busy uh, episode. But we're the hosts. We'll have fun with that. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. So, uh, and then you and I will have debate topics issued to us in the great debate next week. If tails comes up, AJ North. If the face. <laughs> The face of the AS Rock X399 motherboard comes up. We're doing the prices right, okay? Three, two, mm-hmm. one, flip. Oh, and it is Tails. I can take a picture and send it to you, but it is Tails. We believe you. We believe you. Okay. I would not. We're having a debate. Violate the sanctity of the wheel. Yes, you and I, episode 99, AJ Norris coming in mm-hmm. as we debate. Various different topics. Corey, do you have a debate topic for us? Do we do a practice round? I mean, oh gosh. Uh, I was I was never the type of person who joined in, in a debate class um, or anything like that. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to leave you hanging on this one. I, I can't think of anything. You don't have any issue you'd like Akiva and I to get to the bottom of right well, at this moment. We just had a debate. We just debated yeah, about... That's uh, true, about we did. Your- could you coin flip a people's choice? And I was, I yeah. ended up losing. But we might have to argue. I think the my argument position. was better. Oh, okay, fine. Hmm. So I think um, I'll argue your position. Um, <laughs> I think that you can, you cannot uh, coin flip a people's choice because people's choice, if you think about it, like coin flip and even a little bit like the crappy movie diaper in season three, episode seven, are their own sort of set categories on the wheel. The real ideas of the wheel are like mm-hmm. the, you know, the 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 mean potatoes, the viral challenge. I, honestly, had I thought about it, maybe I should have picked the viral challenge for my choice, but it doesn't matter. I lost. But, but don't, uh, if, you know, if Robin, we have, have different PR types. Firm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah they're like, different types separate of things. ideas. Don't we have to classify that somehow, though? Like when we put it on the maybe. wheel, if we're, if we're even, going into this territory. Yeah. But like if coin flip comes up next week, it's not on zero, right? Like you could coin flip could come up 10 weeks in a row. So it's not a normal idea like, you know, crappy movie diaper, which which gets a week off, week off if it yeah. comes up. Yeah, I'm hmm. just saying you have to like you have to make that legitimate. You have to say like look, now these this type of idea is is an idea that's a specialty idea, like a yeah. you know, an idea a choosing idea and not like a regular one so that you know intrinsically what's eligible and what's not. All right. Well, also, I can so, Rob, can you argue my choice. do you want do you yeah. want to argue for the people's choice or, or? Yeah, uh real real quick that I, I would say look, it's Akiva's choice that he is able to choose what he wants to do. If it's on the menu, he should be able to choose it. If he can't choose it, then 
It's not Akiva's choice. It's okay. Now there's only a certain amount of things. If it's his choice, let him choose. Yeah, I agree. Let Akiva choose. Okay. All right. Corey B, where can people keep up with you? Well, you can follow me on Twitter or I guess Instagram if you, if you want, um, at Cavex, C-A-V-X. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's basically where I uh, do my thing. Okay. Are you concerned that next week's mailbag will be superior to this one, considering that this is the one that you've just done and that next time the next mailbag people say, well, now that was a good mailbag. I am, I'm confident of it. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, but I, I would be. I would expect nothing less. Yes. Uh, the this is a great time for us to let the listeners know. Actually, that uh, next week on the mailbag, that uh, A list celebrity Robert Downey Jr. also joining us for the mailbag. <laughs> yes. Akiva, I forgot yeah. to mention that at the top of the show. In character as Iron Man. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, and we will also uh, be announcing our $10,000 giveaway for one lucky listener coming up uh, <laughs> next week. Be sure to listen for the second half of the show on episode number 99 of Robin and Keeping a Podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yes. sure it won't be as good as this one, but we'll try. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> so we have uh, set the bar so high this week, though. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And then Akiva, where can people keep up with you on all your podcasts? Yeah, um, we've at Keeve 26. Uh, I, we've done, I, I've, we've done dozens. Alex Jester and I have done dozens of, uh, fan previews. We just did the Jets. I don't know. I never check what got released, but, uh, the Jets one should be out soon. The Giants one's out. The Cowboys, uh, any team that you like is out or will be soon. Um, so done a lot there. Uh, some Seinfeld content that doesn't involve me on the on the thirty two fans Patreon, mm-hmm. and then uh, uh, NGOG new guy old old new girl Nagog. old guy I think that's it Nagog Nagog I like um, it Rob I know you're a big fan mm-hmm. is uh, is um, two episodes in people seem to be enjoying it so far let's see if they get sick of me and Allie Allie also the creator of this very episode because it was her idea to watch Murder Mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have a positive reception to the randomized order of dropping the 32 fans previews? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, I think it's fine because uh, people do like it, but also we don't record it. So it's, I'm not even paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. Like we're recording in the order we record. They just drop in the randomized order. Yeah. I think people, when it was like 32 to one, when we started with the worst team, Rob, and went to the best one. By the time you got to the best one, like the season had already started, and also people yeah. were like, "All right, I don't care." I think it's it's not like the crab movie diaper where nobody cares about like the thirty first best team. It's not funny to be like, "Ah, they have no good players." Yeah, Please. I think that you still should go to. Uh, I think that you're still you're still Goldilocksing this. I, I think next year start with the number one team, mm-hmm. and that people will be excited. That oh, I've been dying for. I'm so excited for football to be back. Talk about number. Go to, from one to thirty two, and then if you're yada yadding. You know, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32 at the end. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to care. That's good. The only problem is the Jets might come up like the day of the season. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay. But, uh, well, maybe people might. Okay. Well, we'll listen. We'll listen to that one. But at least, you know, people uh, like, oh, okay. Because, you know, that there's so many that they come out and they're in a random order. Like, oh, did I miss the one that I was looking for? I think it's a good idea. All right. Next year, it's sold. We'll do it. That's what I think. Look, that this is just my yeah, good idea. listener feedback. 
No, I think it's a uh, listen. We're honored that you're a listener. I'm, I'm, I'll do it. Okay. All right. Uh, Chester, Chester, like you, Chester will listen if other people say things, but not me. So Chester's going to hear this now, and it's, he's locking in already for next year. Boom. All right. If I said it, he would, Chester would say, no, that's stupid. Don't do it. Okay. All right. Well, sometimes, you know, it's important to listen to feedback. Mm-hmm. For sure. All right. Uncle Keeby, anything else? No, I had a good time. I'm excited. We're about to get into a good episode next week, and then the blockbuster episode 100. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm having I'm having a good time here on R A A N A P. Okay, <laughs> all right. Thanks for <laughs> listening so much, everybody. Uh, really appreciate all of your submissions for the wheel. Also, you can send in your ideas for the mini wheel. Need a podcast at robinswebsite.com. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye.
Virtually we can still be strong in numbers. 